We're on high alert at Hutton tonight. There's a rumour going round that some of the Hackswing pilots have gone space crazy, which is like normal crazy but cooler because it has the word space in front of it. The thing is, we heard they're heading to Hutton with hauls of bio-waste to dump all over the station. That would be nasty. Even for Hutton, where people with cubicle three on, on a daily basis, not to mention all that extra mass might make the orbital sink or something. Floor mopping guy has a team of volunteers ready to go with homemade hazmat suits and mops. The Hutton curling team are running drills with their brooms and the mobus box spaniels from security are biting random passers-by to get their eye in. Maintenance teams are spraying WD-40 into the mechanisms of the big blast shutters. They haven't been used in a while as normally no one can be bothered coming all the way out to Hutton just to shoot at it. In central, in Hutton Central Command there are lots of red lights and a, the big board is tracking a signal on approach. Sirens begin to wail and anyone looking through the window can see a bright flash off in the distance. The comm beeps and the main screen is filled with a face like a Hutton Baker's Halloween cake. Baby eyes focus on completely different sides of the screen. Screeching feedback erupts from the speakers and a voice says, Our mics are live! Good evening, good evening, and welcome to this week's show. Whilst I might be talking first, it's not me on the decks tonight. Nope, me neither. I'm sat here with my feet up. It's awesome. I don't do button mushing. The pan keeps missing the right button. And I can't be trusted with them. Well, this swivel chair doesn't let me see over the edge of the desk. That's how you still have you know. Oh, it's not deliberate. Probably because the usual oaf broke the uppy-downy thing. Well, this usual oaf pleads not guilty. It just came off in my hand. However, if he's not on the deck, and she's not on the deck, and I'm not on the deck, and neither is he, then that means... It's um... me! <laughs> yes, I've got all the buttons, and I'm not afraid to use them. I mean, I can't promise they'll be all right in the order that you know they're meant to be but let's put stickers on all of them for me because well you lot rubbed all the decals off over the years so bong machine take it away dusty's cousin rusty goes on a wander Wotherspoon joins Chain Gang. Forty-seven weeks of muggings in the bubble, the latest runners and riders. Atrus does battle with Iniv, or is it I-N-I-V, when it comes to the Thargoid sums. And Alex Zuno gives us their take on the situation. Hutton declares an outbreak of 
nothing in our space for a second week in a row. First, this evening, a report of minor confusion around the guest quarters over at Hutton Orbital earlier this week after visiting dignitary Mrs. Vanteyan Senior, also known as Mum, made a trip out to Proxima and, being unfamiliar with the rather backwards way we'd wired everything, had a little bit of an incident. Mrs. 21 Senior, not to be without her creature comforts, she'd ordered a spot in the more luxurious quarters aboard the station. Luxury being a relative term aboard this orbital, in this case she got her own room and didn't have to bunk up with anyone. The Apex taxi which delivered her, she doesn't pilot herself these days being a lady of leisure, she's got people for that kind of thing, arrived at pad 2 and fearful of a very stern glance, the waiting porters rushed to unload her travel luggage. After putting their back out, lifting a few of the bags, they grabbed a nearby forklift and transferred the lot to Madam's quarters. Having retired to freshen up after her long supercruise to the orbital, security cameras spotted our guest wandering the corridors, looking a little cross and more than a smidge perturbed. Liaison officers in full body armour, yes, she's got quite a reputation for having stern words with authorities when they cross her, were dispatched to ensure that Mrs. 21 Senior was okay. What they found was her wandering corridor to corridor behind her trusty robo valet, speaking in rather stringent tones. Bad Rusty, get back in your house! To which the robo valet, Rusty, just beeped and proceeded to tack his way down the corridor, clonking and clunking his way edge to edge. Rusty, I'm not going to tell you again. Get back in your house right this instant. At which point she pulled out a handheld device and started stabbing at the buttons, which of course had no effect on Rusty, who by this point had decided that the nice carpet in the corridor needed sweeping. Given his age and rather wonky motors, he proceeded to eat the carpet, turning the faux Persian design into a back-combed monstrosity with shank pile and pulled threads long enough to lose whole detachments of Momus Bog Spaniels. At which point, Rusty dragged the entire thing into one of the lifts, the doors shutting on the now ruined carpet, or at least half of it, and heading up to the entertainment level. There was a grinding noise as the lift ate the carpet and jammed, but the doors opened just enough for Rusty to rip the corner from the carpet and head into the bar. Mrs. 21P, refusing to be assisted by security teams, took the lift alongside this one, and, arriving in the entertainment wing, stood firmly in front of Rusty with her hands on her hips. Now that's quite enough, young man, I said back in your house, and pushed a button on the handheld device again. Whereupon all the TV stations in the bar turned to settlements under the hammer. At this point, and fearing for Mrs. 21P's life and that of his favourite bar, Cecil dumped a Centauri Megagin sling into Mr. Rusty's upper vents. He gave a pathetic whimper and stopped. At which point, Floor Mopping Guy, ever the helpful, ever, blah, blah, teeth back in, ever the helpful soul that he is, pushed Rusty back to Mrs. 21's quarters. It turns out the floor hadn't been clean enough for her liking, and opening her travel valet's case, she'd hit the go button. And Rusty had gone. He'd done a good job, but she'd forgotten to plug in his travel case, and with no signal to know where he was, he'd gone on a wander in search of somewhere to recharge. It didn't help that his remote control is near identical to the one in the guest rooms that controls the in-room entertainment suite, 
though quite often it's stuck broadcasting cat videos for Alvin's amusement. Anyway, maintenance teams have been sent to get the dents out of the walls and a technician to her room to make sure all appliances are properly connected. The bill for the repairs is being covered by Cecil as recovering ancient valet tech from a gin to electronics incident can be astronomically expensive and the consequence is quite dire. This is, of course, a reminder to all pilots and guests visiting the orbital. Lael would like to remind you that you don't need to bring your own domestic appliances unless, of course, we're in infrastructure failure. So please, in future, call down to reception and we'll send floor mopping guy. Commander Beetlejuice has sent out an urgent appeal for any sightings of one Commander Witherspoon, who appears to have gone on a walkabout, so you don't have to. Evidence for his present whereabouts is scant, though inspection of his quarters have suggested that he put up quite a struggle given the state of the wreckage and bodily fluids found at the scene. Rumour has it that as a result of racking up a rather sizeable debt with a number of Imperial organisations, a crack team of reclamation agents have seized him and are holding him as an indentured slave in lieu of payment. The debt, of course, on inspection by forensic accountants appears to be purely fictional and manufactured. And the debtor? The Imperial Times news agency. By sheer coincidence, this week's Imperial Galactic News broadcast, when studied linguistically against Commander Witherspoon's usual output, bears more than a passing resemblance, right down to the exact level of innocent-sounding snark at the authorities. While the Imperial Times Galactic Supplement is an old-fashioned pulp publication made from sacrificed trees, oops, yeah, sacrificed trees, analysts have studied the depth of the typewritten letters and whoever is typing them by hand is either very angry in sporadic bursts or trying to send us a message. Reading all the heaviest letters as a form of Morse code, they appear to say, send help, stop. Kidnapped by Empire. Stop. Being forced to write propaganda. Stop. Please ask them to stop. Stop. New writers drafted. Stop. Given hoverboards and tiny yoga mats. Stop. I am not cooperating. Stop. So you don't have to. Stop. Which all sounds a little worrying. We've dispatched a number of Hutton's Divest infiltrators to see what they can do about the situation, but in the meantime, this means that Hutton's your best remaining eye on the news out there in the galaxy. Luckily, other than the Thargoids and some confusing stuff about salvation and the Far God cult and presidential election debates for the federal leadership, there's not much to report. Oh, and the Rackham Hudson peanut butter spread cage match appears to be off, as Rackham's mum complained. Cue much laughing from the Hudson camp. After 47 weeks, or almost 11 long months, Too Hot Too Messy, the Hutton-led initiative to deliver a Hutton mug and sensory megagen to all the stations in the galaxy, has recorded over 81,000 deliveries. Half of which are part of the new 70,000 new stations discovered since we started. Too many news in there, oops. Weekly numbers were about the same as last week, and the four weekly average is hovering around 1,200 a week. One new commander joined this week, increasing the number signed up to 292, who are spread across 96 squadrons. 
Putnam still has the largest contingent, with 93 commanders, who have delivered over 43,000 mugs. The Buckyball Racing Club are still in second place, with almost 4,900. The Winged Hussars are holding third, with 3,150. The Paladins are in fourth, with over 1,900. The Order of Twelve have almost 1,600 in fifth. The Bear Pits are sixth, and the Anti-Xeno Initiative are seventh. Ceteria Accord are 8th and the Undead are 9th. Elite Dangerous NZ are 10th and membership of the 1000 Club remains at 10 squadrons. Commander Chicks, yeah him, is still leading the deliveries table with almost 12,000 mugs delivered. Waller81 is 2nd, having gone into 5 figures earlier today with over 10,000 deliveries, ahead of Nemb in 3rd with 6,300 deliveries. Shea Blackwood is in 4th place with almost 4,800, ahead of Infinite Dreamer in 5th with 2,900. Talky Mouse is 6th, ahead of LDSK in 7th. Border Reaver's push has taken them into a clear 8th place, ahead of Reese Lang in 9th. Sinister Hedgehog concludes the top 10. The 1000 Club still has 13 members, and of course we know all of this, because it's tracked live in the Too Hot Too Messy event page in the Hutton Helper. Additionally, there is a chance to win a real-world, dishwasher-unsafe, self-cleaning, so you don't have to, Hutton mug. Any commander that delivers 10 mugs and gin in the weekly Thursday-to-Thursday -Thursday period will be entered into next week's draw to win a real Hutton mug. Unless, of course, you already have one. 46 lucky commanders have accomplished this so far, and you can see a little golden mug next to their names in the top commander's table. As mentioned, last week's winner was Takamoto, so keep listening to th for this week's winner to be announced in the banter bit after the news. If you'd delivered 10 mugs and gin every week since the start, 11 months ago, you'd have racked up over 470 deliveries. But so far, only 30 commanders, which is 1 in 9 of those signed up, have achieved this. So if you haven't, why not give it a try and share the burden for the next 4 years? In order to join in the fun, you'll need to sign up by downloading the Hutton Helper from hot.forthemug.com download. And then your mug and gin deliveries will be automatically registered for you by Intarius's organic, non-GMO, soya-fed, local estrol replicant hamsters, which might not be able to pass a Voight Conf test, but using their set of very special skills, will hunt you down and will find you. Good evening, truckers. Atrus5060 reporting in with all the latest updates on the Thargoid War. Another strong week for humanity in defending and reclaiming systems from the evil Thargoids. Once again, we had another record-breaking week for the AX, or the Axe community, with 92 systems defended or reclaimed from the Thargoids. The efforts of the Mode Alliance, or is it M-O-D-E, the Hive and the A-X-I, or Axie, as well as countless other groups, I'm not going to mention their name, has proven that we have finally found a means of containing the Thargoids in a little box and deserve the recognition for their heroic efforts. The effectiveness of Thargoid tissue sampling the Helping Defending Systems has proven so powerful that for systems that seem to be around 20 or maybe 30 light years away from the Maelstrom only need 1500 tissue samples collected and sold to the rescue ships, whereas systems closer to the Maelstrom require a little bit more. 
with the highest amount of samples needed to be near the 10,000 mark. That's an awful lot of mopping up with tissues, you know. I don't know who made that mess. Anyway, the science of this work has been led by several key individuals. One of them is the humorously named Commander Carpets. Better stay away from that robot from earlier. Anyway, an active member of Operation Ida, or is it IDA? Impedes, or PDES, who shared their fascinating insights with the MODE, the Mode Alliance, and other AX or AX groups. Overall, the efforts of that community, you know, the AX one, has led us to being able to block and reduce the number of Thargoid alerts this cycle to a very, very manageable 24 systems. Hooray for us! There are a handful of active invasions as well, but if previous weeks are anything to go by, and I'm sure they are, apart from the ones when I was on holiday, they'll be resolved quickly, so the AX community, or maybe the AX community, can focus on counter-strikes, no, not the computer game, actually fighting back, and alerts, maybe even red alerts. That is a computer game, if you remember it, because you're old like me. Anyway, Hackswing participated in the defence of Tyrannic Maelstrom last cycle. Are we defending Tyrannus or are we defending against Tyrannus? I don't know. Anyway, we provided a quick defeat of the Thargoids in the area. Yay for us. Mode Alliance, or maybe MODE, also managed to claim 29E Orionis as well from the Thargoids through the concerted efforts of Marauders Vanguard. Pointy. We at Haxcom would like to thank our partners in MODE, or maybe Mode, as well as all of our truckers who've been out there helping in the war effort. You're all splendid. To start off this week's targets, Haxwing will be defending against the Thargoid invasion. Now, got your pen handy. It's HIP 29596. You got that? 29596. Combat pilots are asked to focus their efforts in combating Thargoids at the planetary base, also known as Pierce Base, while rescue and supply pilots are asked to work out at a local Coriolis station, Decamp Vision. FTM Hackscom and FTM Hacks Ops have jumped to Bukumana to provide support. See you out there on the front lines, trackers. For the mag. From the desk of Alex Zuno, dated yesterday. For the timely attention of the Hutton Orbital Truckers Cooperative, I hope you are all quite well. I would like very much to present a concise report tomorrow which meets at least the basic quality to which we are accustomed. As you may have determined, Imperial Navy Intervention and Rescue maintains a detailed scanning and tracking apparatus which surpasses most other means of quantifying the war and on which much of said other means relies for correctness. In the last two and a half months, the Inif Harvest Wing has evicted the alien menace from 199 unpopulated and 16 inhabited systems. I expect fully to achieve our 200th empty system eviction this evening. It will delight you to know that a combination of tearing corrosive material from Thargoids and your proffering of ridiculous trucker words has endeared V to the notion of fitting cargo racks 
albeit strictly of the anti-corrosive variety. He enjoys very much proclaiming Gardelou when he jettisons the surplus material and limpid zones, then explodes it all promptly afterwards with the remote release flak which was supposed to be reserved for emergencies. Thus far this week, commanders have repelled 27 alerts with 17 inhabited defended all four invasions at HIP 22052, Lovarodu, Gargoxen, and Oris, and evicted 53 control systems with Wanmi, Valawas, HIP 20948, BD plus 7784, and Balak beginning recovery. Thanks to our strategic manipulation of Thargoid attack patterns, we can be sure that Maelstrom Haddad will lose three attacks, Ligong and Oya. Each will lose four attacks, and Thor will be unable to attack, having lost all five. The present total is 84 systems and after the transport of several thousand units of corrosive cargo from HIP-8825, it would be well for that to become 85 within the hour. Assuming the above paragraph would suffice worth the final count, I tend to update it tomorrow morning following any further alien humiliation which definitely will occur at a few more systems around Maelstrom Cookie Speaking of maelstroms themselves, I intend preparing for and exploring within them in place of improving the aesthetics of your bounty totals for a while. Commander Alex Duno, Imperial Navy Intervention and Rescue. Follow-up message received dated today. In week 30, commanders repelled 29 alerts and 18 inhabited defended all four invasions at HIP-22052, Lovaroju, Gawongisyangs and Oros and evicted 59 control systems with three captures at Wanmi, Barla Wolf, HIP-20948 and 8825, BD-7784 and Balak, beginning recovery. That becomes a total of 92 systems one versus only 34 attacks, making it one of the best weeks for humanity we have seen. Additionally, thanks to our strategic manipulation of Thargoid attack patterns, Maelstrom Haddad lost three attacks. Ligong and Oya each lost four attacks. Thor was unable to attack, having lost all five. The last time any inhabited systems were lost was 11 weeks ago. Hang on a minute. I just said all of that, well, in, in a roundabout fashion. Much like last week, you could argue that there is bugger all going on in Hutton Space. Five systems are on the naughty step this week, and apart from past events, the Master Control Situation Display Panel Board is completely clear. More on those stories coming up. Two systems that are seemingly locked in a wooden spoon pact, Hill Bar Psi and LP525-39, both on 35 last week, both lost four points to join each other, 31. LP532-39 managed to be marginally less good to claim this week's wooden spoon. As was the case of the previous three weeks, 
Both systems have a clear board with nothing of note going on, so feel free to go in there and boost Hutton's interests. Recent wooden spoon winner Stein2051 fell a point to 34. Returning to the zone of concern after a brief holiday in the 40s is Ross671, perched on 35. Still maintaining its point-a-week up trend, the notoriously hard-to-move Epsilon Indy has managed to soar to the dizzying heights of 37. The smelling salts have been put on standby for next week. One system that we haven't heard much from in a while is Barnard Star, and I thought I'd get to mention it when I saw it on 33 a couple of days ago. But no, B-Star continues to defy me after scuttling back up to 41. At the overachieving end of the Hutton Systems table, we have five systems on or above 60%, and priorities this week are, if you want to chuck something, boost LP525-39 and Hill Parsi. And everybody, round of applause for Amelia! Woohoo! <laughs> hey! That wasn't stressful at all. No, no, oh, it wasn't. <laughs> Lovely and peaceful. But uh, no, congratulations Something on your first go. Enough. Yep, at the Hutton News. And it was seamless, <laughs> yes. I got myself caught up in some tongue twisters and. Um, yeah, you know, it, it, it was all good. Did we spot a nearly seen that was a good catch halfway through that one? A nearly seen? A mini seam, but it, it was it was it was one that was stitched on the fly as well. Well, the oh, background. where the music ran out, mm. we ran out of background music, so I caught that. Yeah, I, I was did. on the ball. I was on the Absolutely. ball. Absolutely. So, how are you enjoying your first go at uh, mashing all the buttons? It's nerve wracking. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Well, we thought uh, if anybody missed Amelia's voice, obviously during the news, we thought it wouldn't be fair to give Amelia the the talky bits uh, and the pushy button bits and everything. Because um, I, I remember my my first time doing that, and I think Litho and um, and Josh do as well. And yeah, it's it, it, it's a challenge. You got to build up to that. One, I, right? I, th Maybe? I think my exact words before the show was "Be gentle. It's my first time." <laughs> <laughs> But you're doing a cracking job so far. I mean, we've got some sort of good good news. Well, it's not really good news. Is that these articles are all actually true? Um, anyway, before we do that, though, uh, introduce. Obviously, you've heard from Amelia. Well done. Um, we've Thank got you. the apology officer from North Britain. Hello, hello. hello. We've hello. got chicks from South Britain. Thank you, Paul. Or occasionally West Britain. <laughs> hello, hello. We've got Commander Flossie, who's playing with an apple this evening. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Yay! And we've got the maestro himself, <coughs> excuse me, the training officer, Litho Breaker, who has been working very hard with Amelia to, to get Amelia all set up. So thank you very much, Litho. You've maintained, maintained your composure perfectly. Uh, Litho is suffering with internet problems at the moment. <laughs> yes. So if you don't hear Litho, he's sending smoke signals from his computer. He's, he's been great. He's been so patient with me as well. He's stringing um, the bean tins back together. Yeah, or possibly he's just left his mic on mute. One of the oh, yeah, well, oh. you could have owned that one and just blamed the internet. You know that. Yes. No, that that would be what kills me in the middle of when I'm actually trying to say something, not when I'm just sitting here quietly. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I do notice on our, our stream it says unstable. Well, that's just NFH at normal for Hutton. Just yeah. fold yeah. the beer mat into four and then just stick it under one leg. That, that sorted out. Yeah, the unstable thing refers to the crew, not the 
not the drink. Referring to my mental state. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, as you can see, Amelia has loaded up the spinny ships, currently looking at, I don't know, it's a crate or something. Um, but we do have uh, a Frontier <clears throat> live stream this week. No. 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 Quite, quite rare these days. It's uh, well, not for But they are, they're quite rare, but when they, they turn up, they're, they're quite special. Anyway, yeah. we do have some space news. Space news. Space news. We still need a theme. By the way, if anybody's good at writing themes that we're allowed to play on the on the uh, station here, then please do write us a little theme for space news, because um, we, we it's become a thing. We should make our own. Well, that's what I'm saying. The community can help us. Our listener. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let, the, let the community do it. I'm an idiot. I'm not doing it. Or, or, a, or with, with, with a with a stylophone and <laughs> you've seen or, or what a theremin. We could we could use the. Do you remember 2001 uh, uh, done by the Portsmouth Symphonia? Yes. Do you, do you remember that? We could use that. That would be great. Yeah, trouble maybe. is the licensing rules mean we need original music. But anyway, um, but there is yeah, space maybe news. given the, uh, well, the quality but... of our singing voices, we should barbershop it. Oh, <laughs> we should. Yeah. We, we should totally do that. Oh, the singing this weekend. We'll get on to this weekend in a bit. But a nice, a nice acapella. Less, yeah, less yeah. barber shop, more butcher shop. Actually, before before <laughs> the space news, I, I better mention about the 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 real honest honest news that we broadcast at the top of the show, because obviously the first article uh, was entirely true. Um, uh, unfortunately, uh, well, mostly true. Um, Mrs. Twenty One um, did, um, uh, you know plug in her um, auto valet but at the same time that the the gas meter and electricity meter fitter were in doing gas and electricity meter fitting of course he turned the electricity off at which point the robo valet decided it couldn't find its base station so had a tantrum and decided to start roaming around the house now at this point uh, he had his head under the stairs in a spider filled cupboard and then got attacked by the robo valet who decided to try and hoover his trousers his feet and ram him <laughs> repeatedly while he had his head under the cupboard um and and then eat a carpet and then leave dents in doors because he couldn't find his house and my mum did yell at him quite a bit and push the buttons before realizing it wasn't the remote, right remote control and indeed he couldn't find his house because the power was off so yes. every word of that article was mostly true um, robo valet well, it, it, a Roomba, or a you know, a, um, her her personal assistant around the house that picks things up that she drops and oh, I've got things. And I've got a lovely Ukrainian lady that does that. <laughs> right. What? Anyway, what the, the, we from a cupboard under the stairs. The second one of our articles. We is, had is, well, we had we had. Um, it's not a dog as a bear. Oh. Had a similar incident with a a sort of Roomba. It was under a table in the in the hall, and he he was chasing a ball out there. And it went through the living room and into the hall, and they ran out and accidentally bumped it. And it came charging out of its station and lit up and made noises. So he dived away and then decided, no, my ball's back there. I'm I'm a big, tough dog. I'm going to attack this. So he dived back at it. But as he dived at it, it shot towards him. And he thought he was being attacked, and that was that. He had to run away and obviously had to get a, an adult to help him. But yeah. Well, I mean, I, there were other options for that one. I, I thought it was going to sort of eat some of the long fur and end up caught in his hair yeah. or actually end up in bits after he decided to murderize <laughs> yeah. it with it extreme just, prejudice. It just lives on him now. <laughs> well, he's not quite sort of the right size to do one of those cat videos with a cat sitting on top of the room but riding around no, the house. No, <laughs> I don't even say no, he's, no. Yeah, he's, he's, he's more the them. sort of size that he'd need two or three Roombas just to clean him. One yeah. for each paw. Yeah, You'd have to yeah. synchronize them. He does. Uh, he does run away now from Roombas and things like that. It's just like no, that'll get me. 
Did anybody ever see the Rumba story where the, uh, the, the the thing had come out and basically hoovered up a dog turd? Oh, and, oh, and, then, oh. and then flicked it all around the house. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't so much hoover it up as get it caught on its wheels. Took this dog oh, turd around the entire oh. house. Oh. It was actually really interesting because you could see the um, the search pattern that Roombas <laughs> used to go look for dust. You could smell the search pattern. Yes. Mm. Anyway, oh. moving along from my usual scatological humour, the oh. second bit of news, uh, Emilio, was sort of good for you, but sort of bad for us, is that yes, Commander Wotherspoon has been kidnapped. I he I, has gone missing. I heard. I mean, which means. Mm. We don't have that bit in the show. We don't, which is really good because it means I don't have a button to push. Yeah, but what we that. do have instead is the green room section at the end of the, the uh, end of the show. Yeah, but that'll be fine in the edit. Yeah, absolutely. So um, just as a quick hint before we do the space news bit, and anybody who's come up with a theme, you better have it ready um, and send it to Amelia and let her program it in or <laughs> sing it, whichever. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so the green room bit, uh, Flossie, when it comes to green room weeks... Yeah. What do people do to come and say hi? They uh, open up TeamSpeak and go to ts4themug.com. And ts.forthemug.com is not a... Not a website. Not a website. No, it's a server server. Yeah. And when they get there, it's all very confusing. You'll see people hanging around in other channels and buck naked and uh, intarius, whatever. <laughs> but you don't go and join them. You go into the green the Green room. room. Yes. Yes. And there are two. There's one green room where you can talk, and there's one re green room where we put gaffer tape on you, which is why it says brackets silent in it. But you can go <laughs> in there, and when we get to the end of the show, we grab you, drag you into the studio, and say hi, and find out what you've been doing in the world of the Elite Dangerous Universe. And if you've got nothing to say, you say for the mug, and if you've got something to say, you tell us, and then, then say mug. And uh, or you can ramble for ages and ages, at which point we're yelling for the mug at you. Uh, anyway, so, uh, come, so that, come that second green room then, that isn't just a silent room? No, no, you can hear the no. green room feed uh, from the radio show, but you can't talk. Oh, right, okay, so it's not, is, just, that, is it's that, not just a room you go into and there's no sound. Is that the green room numbing down on a big bag of crisps? Yeah. You can hear it feed. So if anybody's pocket-munching hmm. Echo, what? Don't worry, it's it's fixed. Oh, right, so was there an Echo in here? Toast's ready. Um... Anyway, see so a green room later if you want to come and say hi. Um, then, obviously, we, we had the news about the, the too hot, too muggy, which it has been, especially over last weekend. And Atrus56, uh, and any of having a fight over how many they fixed. Just say lots. Between the two of them, I think they just say lots. Um, but then, yeah, there's the Hutton Space, which is boring at the moment, so nobody has to do anything, and we get into the Space News. So, Space News, dun -dun 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 -dun, Space News. Um, go on then, Commander Chicks, what, what have you got for us this week? I thought this one was quite interesting. If, <laughs> if anybody lives in Staffordshire and felt a little, felt the Earth move a little this morning, <laughs> um, I mean, officially they said it was an Earth tremor, but uh, it was really two supermassive black holes grumbling um, and apparently uh, we can now detect um, when these they, things... What were they grumbling about? Well, about having to live next door to each other. Uh -huh. And having a bad back. And... So, apparently you, you can detect ripples from black holes. Oh! Do you, do, you, do you like a ripple or you were 
bit more of a flake person. I prefer a ripple oh, than a flake. Ripples are I like a, I like the a same flakey with an outside on it, isn't it? Flakes just make too much a mess. Ripples neater. You don't, anyway, you, galaxy flakes. You don't, yeah, you don't waste totally salt different. The um, and this thing we we you know how we love a good acronym here. Well, well, this lot needs to go back to acronym school because it was um discovered by the European Pulsar Timing Array Consortium or EPTA. Come on, guys, is that the best you can do? Surely that should be EPTAC. Well, it should be, but they call it EPTA. Um. But pulsar timing. Do you remember were there, there were those crappy yeah. watches you used to get? The advertised in the nineteen eighties. Were they? Mm. Are they still around? I thought they were Swatch. No, they were no, pulsar. pulsar they were made by Pulsar. Yeah, they were Swatch. I think Casio pulsar. watches. It was Timex no, watches. Mickey Mouse pulsar watches. Was just a brand name. Was pulsar. Yeah, I bought a Lorex from a guy in Bangkok. Um, anyway, if according to the chap at uh, Epta. It, he said it could tell us if Einstein's theory of gravity is wrong. It may tell us about what dark matter and dark energy is, the mysterious stuff that makes up the bulk of the universe. And it could give us a new window into new theories of physics. I mean, Einstein wrong? What's he talking about? He's right. Einstein is wrong. We know for a fact that Einstein's theory of gravity is incomplete at the very least, well, or completely wrong. wrong at the very most. Well, it does well, doesn't make it wrong. Only in the same sense as Newton's wrong and Einstein's right. Well, no. If you if you take the assumptions out of Einstein, you get Newton's laws of motion. Not exactly. Yeah. Only if you do it slowly. Well, you know what they say: if you assume things, you make an ass out of you. Uh, anyway, um, so researchers, which include the astronomers from the you know ever been to Jodrell Bank in sort of Middle Britain, um, the level into it, I can see it from the window. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, well, it was built in the nineteen fifties and it still works. I mean, Flossie can vouch for that, can't you? Um, they no, Flossie, that... Flossie's retired. She doesn't work anymore. No, she was built in the nineteen fifties. Yeah, but she doesn't work. Of course, she does. She worked. She was pushing buttons earlier. Anyway, they were saying that they take the because pulsars are obviously a very regular um, beat, if you like. Um, they, they're very predictable. And they're saying that the time distortion that they see with pulsar pulses is consistent with um, being affected by gravitational waves caused by the merger of two supermassive black holes. Either that or they're using one of those crappy pulsar watches from the 1980s I'm to very it. glad you edited that last paragraph as well, because I was going to raise a point of order. Mm. About the uh, about the, the the two establishments that um, contained astronomers from and from Birmingham University. Well, it isn't. There isn't any such thing as it's the University of Birmingham. Oh, we'll take it up with the BBC. No, I will do. No, the University of Birmingham, not Birmingham University. Anyway, um, I, I'm guessing you went to the University of Birmingham. I certainly did. Yes. Uh, yes. So it's a sore point with with. Managed to. I've been there too. <laughs> Ag aggravate. Lovely place. Yes, it, great grounds. Beautiful, beautiful place. Yeah, of course it's not in the city, which helps. But I do actually love Birmingham, so it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, the further from Birmingham the university is, the better. Anyway, Aston. Um, oh no, not not Aston or or, or the other one. Um, anyway, there was there was more space news. There was there was news on virgins again. They seem to be in the news every single week, despite not achieving anything of note at the moment, well, apart whoa, from whoa, going splot. Just, just a minute. No, this is a different version. This is, that was Virgin Orbit. This is Virgin Galactic. This is Virgin Galactic. So this is from Spaceport America. 
not Spaceport, Cornwall. So, Close so to see Tuesdays. what they did there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you remember the rocket plane that, you know, the, the well, plane... the one designed by scaled composites and Bert Rutan. Yes. So yeah, you know the one they they take it up. They and fly they up with the big and... wing yeah. thing, and then drop the little wing thing, and then it feathers to come down, and um, yeah, that yeah. one. Well, that one. today, sort of just after lunch or just after my lunch, anyway, um, they they went up, and it was the first mission that somebody had paid for. So some Italians had, uh, had paid for this. So it's not no longer a test flight, and they were up there at uh, eighty-five kilometers, all weightless. So he's about two thirty this afternoon in time for tea and biscuits. Game time. That's, Game time. That's most of the way to space. That is. Yeah. Um. So they. Uh, that's it. They're commercially available now. So I think he's eight hundred people signed up to to yeah. go up on this thing. So I don't know how many it takes. Three. Apparently, it's ushering in a new era of repeatable and reliable access to space for private passengers and researchers. It, it does look quite comfy up there. Does, a lot yeah. more legroom than your average easy jet <clears throat> I mean, for all we're talking about <laughs> That's not space and not being in space and nearly being in space, it went to 279,000 feet. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of height. That's, yeah. that, that's, that's, you don't want to fall from there. No. You'd leave a right. big crater. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. Yeah. You'd but be a smoldering nothing by the time you got here. Yeah. Freeze to death and suffocate on the way down. But... I'm going fire. So you burn down full over and sink into the swamp. So at the moment they're looking for a, a mission rate of about once a month to start working through the backlog. And then in 2026, they're going to go to once a week when they've got a new class of rocket plane, well, apparently. Even at once a week. Uh, so if, if you're saying three people at a time, that's... About six-year backlog. 260, so that's yeah, five or six years to get It's about that the lot. same amount of time as it takes to complete Too Hot, Too Messy. But very true <laughs> mm -hmm. at this rate. Yeah, we'll have to race them. But you know, once it's available, people will go, oh, I fancy a bash on that. And they'll add their name to this. So that list is only going to get longer. So get your name down now. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, well, moving, moving on from uh, that one, um, I, I've, I've got one. Hang on a second. The latest update the recycling systems on the ISS. Yes, is the, the next good one. It, it, it's a good news headline. Is that a typo? Uh, no. Recycling each uh, pass. No, that is exactly what happens. All oh, right. Yeah. So it's not pissed then. No. Oh. Astronauts are now drinking almost all of their own urine. No, oh, nice. That's fine. That is the actual title of the article. Looking at it. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. The recycling efficiency of the the latest updates is around ninety four percent of water is uh, successfully recycled in each pass in each cycle. So um, they're hoping to get it as high as ninety-eight percent into the future with so additional I'm, upgrades. So what are they doing with the the, the six percent? I mean, is that it's, just stored and then sent back? Is it flushed it's, out? It's, it's lost to it's lost to other things. It's uh, moisture in the waste mm. in the other waste products and solids and things like that. So. so you use a lot of paper towels and wet wipes and things like that, and you'll inevitably lose some water in those. Yeah, basically the the, the rest of the material that is refuse isn't completely dry, so they lose some water yeah. to And it's, it's not just urine, it's 94% of all water yeah. produced yep. by crew activities. Hmm. Yep, so they're drinking each other's showers as well. Yep. And... So just imagine your first day on the shuttle, you realise what's in the in the tap is actually somebody else's from the yeah. Oh, mission. no, on, on the first day in the shuttle, you're fine, because it's fresh water from the Cape. 
on your second day on board, <sighs> then you've got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have. Come on. Well, no, because I'm, I'm sure it tastes absolutely flavourless. Having worked on your mm, local water. sewage works, I can guarantee that what used to come out of the works is cleaner than the River Bolin. Yeah. Oh, probably. Uh, probably. Yeah, probably. But anyway, I, I'd, I'd also point out that, to be fair, down here on planet Earth, we've recycled roughly 100% of our water. So. Yeah, precisely. Well, yeah, yeah, apart from the stuff we keep sending up to the space station. It all comes back, though, because yeah. when the when the rubbish comes back and the the uh, the vehicle just burns up in the atmosphere, it's and, returned anyway, to Earth. Moving things well from from last week when we were talking about bananas for scale and aardvarks for scale and llamas and square mm -hmm. llamas mm -hmm. and all sorts. Um, the MSCHF, MSCHF have created a microscopic bag smaller than a grain of salt. They need to get a better an uh, yeah. You cannot use um, a banana for scale on that one. Oh, Amelia's Am 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 found a banana that you possibly could actually. You might have to use that banana video. for scale. No, it means to be, this is 657 by 222 by 700 micrometers. Yeah, this banana's yeah. not much bigger narrow than that. <laughs> a handbag that's narrow enough to pass through the eye of a needle. The purse is so small, you'd need a microscope to see it. And it's, what was it, 65,000 quid? Uh, $63,750, so 50,000 That's cheap pounds, for a handbag these take. days. Yeah. You do I bet you could still lose your you? pen in the bottom of it. Yeah. yeah, and the M-I-S-C-H-F, or Mischief, based in Brooklyn, apparently unknown for controversial designs. They included shoes that contained human blood, trainers with holy water in the soles, a cologne that smells like WD-40, and giant red rubber boots. Wow. So I mean, they that clearly, is, yeah. That is about the same size as the bags that you get for a pound at the supermarkets. Mm. Yeah, but this one's reusable. And it's bright yeah. green. It's bright green, that's true. Yep, they did um, on the bag actually add Louis Vuitton branding, but did yeah. admit they hadn't asked for permission, had they? They're in the <laughs> ask forgiveness, <laughs> not permission school of things. Oh, they've yeah. got a cologne that smells like WD forty. Excellent. Or just spray yourself with <laughs> what WD forty. Well, we do not recommend that, by the way. It's probably bad for you. It, it's so widely... don't, don't do that um, unless you're a Robo Valley. <clears throat> um, anyway, obviously. Yeah, if you're if you're on this stream or watching this stream, you're obviously missing out at the moment on uh, Drew Wagar's uh, law stream. Now, Drew has done these kind of things before, um, but this week's been a special one. You can go and catch up on it again afterwards because he is doing the um, Michael Brooks Memorial Law stream. Uh, I, I think he's been doing it for about the last well, there was it half an hour or so, forty five minutes. But it is going to be available to look at again afterwards, covering some of the systems and. Um, places related to Michael Brooks. And um, on that note, um, obviously, we, we had some lovely feedback from the um, from Michael's family about the tribute that we broadcast. Um, they have actually released a few details as well, which I'm just calling up, and we might be able to share in a second. I'll paste it into the chat. Um, but um, the, the date for his uh, funeral has been set, and they are going to be, for those of you that want to um, celebrate his life a bit and join in, they're going to be streaming it as well. They're going to be uh, providing a little bit of detail uh, later on, but it's going to be on Wednesday, the 2nd of August at 10.30 in the morning. Uh, up in Cambridgeshire. They are going to provide details about how to join in online. They have said that um, they don't want any flowers or anything like that, but if anybody wants to, donations can be made to either German Shepherd Dog Welfare or Special Effect um, via a fundraising page. 
Uh, I think they have shared the fundraising page as well, which I'm just trying to dig out the link for, um, which will take you to a page where you can donate to one or the other charity. You just pick which one of the two you prefer to give to, uh, if you want to, um, in memory of uh, Michael. And um, they, the, the family has said, for those unable to attend, it will be available online, details to follow nearer. Um, but if anybody does want to go, then do please drop the team a message. And um, if appropriate, we, we can share some details with you if you do feel like you want to go and remember him in person. Then we've got congratulations to a new intake of hoverboarders. Has anybody seen this one? No. And and uh, little yoga mattists? No. I went no. to school with him, yoga mattists. They have new partners. Elite Dangerous Woo! and Frontier have new partners, of which, well, we recognise one or two of them. Obviously, the Stargoid, we, we uh, gate-crashed, uh, was it last week? We uh, we uh, raided the uh, the Stargoid at the end of the show, or was a recent week anyway. So the Stargoid has joined the uh, joined the team. Uh, Ricardo's Gaming, Mini Celeste, Commander Exorcist, there's a name we recognise. The Ghost Giraffe, Car Ha, Elevate Our Music. The Starcat, 79 bytes, Imerix with a big X, BCLV4, I think I've got everybody there, um, have all been added to the uh, the streaming partner program. Um, so welcome aboard, everybody. Uh, they're obviously on their streams going to be giving away Twitch drops and stuff too, same as we do. Um, and uh, I think they're probably going to get a, a hoverboard as well. By the way, nice. apology officer, how is your hoverboard? My hoverboard is very nice. I now have the bracket to uh, attach said hoverboard to the wall to stop it floating away. Um, but Did you make actually... a decision about whether it's going to be held around the rim or poked through the holes? Oh, but it goes through the holes. What you do is you attach the bracket to the wall and the bracket is two long screws coming off it and you put the board onto those screws because I set it at the right width for where the, the board would go through. Um, so you put the, you know how where the holes are in the board, they're matched up to that. So you put them. Ah, right. And you're going to vertical mount that, this thing? And, yeah, it'll have to be vertical mount. Um, and then what you do is you put, there's some nice shiny nuts that go on the top. Everybody likes shiny nuts. Um, you got to put your nice shiny nuts over the hole. Over the hole. And yeah. definitely don't go for the rim. Definitely don't go for them. No. Right. Just, um, just, so just that up. It's going to be, it's going to be held up by the, held up by the holes. Um, and it'll be vertical. Because um, that's it. I've got the correct bracket for doing that, and because of the way the pattern is, you want it to be vertical anyway, because it's got an elite logo on it, and then the the station below. And uh, Commander Chicks, how is your teensy tiny yoga mat? Have you tried, you know, a downward dog on it yet, or a, a yes. prancing horse, or whatever, whatever your favourite yoga move is? And up what the Eland. One of the one of the great things about it is, you know, the scene. It's got a Coriolis. On the right hand side. No, I don't because I don't have one. <laughs> well, if you got... re if you remember the scene, it's got a Coriolis, oh, yeah, and, yeah. and then there's a sun, a sort of a quarter way in from the left hand side, and and the sun is directly below where my little keyboard light sits. So when you turn it on, it reflects off this sun, and it's like, oh my god, that's bright! And you go, oh no, it isn't. I just need to push my keyboard over the sun, so it's not quite. So <laughs> <laughs> just blocking out the sun using your keyboard. Okay. Uh, maybe yes, that's yes. the solution to global warming. We just send it's, giant keyboards into space, banana for scale. It's marvellous. Yeah, marvelous. Uh, just use giant keyboards to block out the sun. That is the solution to global mm -hmm. warming. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Yep. And obviously we could speak to Gurgin Galactic, Gurgin Galactic, um, to try and launch it, but on 
their plane, not Virgin Orbit's one, because otherwise it would go plop somewhere off Portugal. Oh, you remember the the, the um, Irish fisherman who found that piece of wreckage uh, mm. a few yeah. weeks ago? It, it turns out it wasn't uh, from that uh, from the Virgin Orbit at all. Yeah. Not really a surprise. Um, the, a bit of space scrap looks a lot like another. Well, the, it, I'm not entirely sure it's space scrap either. You've got to be careful how you say that. Um, space scrap. A space scrap. Um, it looks pretty like um, a stage of a Polaris missile. Well, it's almost right. space it's scrap. Stuff that we don't know going on somewhere. Because there's a massive, one of the groups I'm involved in, there's a massive debate about what it actually was. And some people were saying it's a particular type of rocket that I've never heard of. Um, and then somebody else put up a picture of a Polaris um, second stage. It's not and went, Black Knight, is it? Well, not, well, the thing is, if you saw it, I don't know whether they power washed it, but it was in remarkably good condition. And I don't know when the last time Polaris missile was launched, but you know, not recently. But the thing thing didn't look like it had been the sea for very long. So I don't know. It's a bit of a mystery about what it was. All right. Well, mm. I'm, I'm sure if you find anything Spooky. out or they find anything out, we'll, we'll add it to our space news mm. if it was space related, and if it wasn't, then we'll just add it to the news. Um, so Litho Breaker. Yes. Last weekend, we all made a trip up to Halifax. Oh, no. We certainly did. The bank. To the, to, to the north, for those of us that are south of it, or, um, yeah. Um, to, to the east, for those of us to the west of it. Commander Rampage, a very happy birthday. Did you um, take your Ecky Thump hat and... Uh... He, was uh, he was wearing, wearing his own. He was wearing his Ecky Thump hat, yes. Uh, yep. what, a, what a lovely, lovely town it is as well. Um, I've yeah, never been nice. up there before. Um, but we, we invaded um, Copenhagen. Uh, a bar. lovely little bar in in the town in the town of Halifax, uh, and they had something was it forty different ales, beers, and ciders on. And I think I think between us we probably sampled most of them. Yes, though we did rather sensibly have this um, a two and a half percent um, sort of summery ale because it was very 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 hot, um, and of course small, we were drinking for twelve hours. Small so, beer. Uh, it was it, it was oh, a no, it's full pints. Mm. It was grapefruit beer. It was really, really nice. Very refreshing. Really refreshing. It's because I think some new craft beer trend. I've, I've seen what they call small beer in a lot of pubs yeah. recently. Yeah, well, I'm definitely a big fan. On the basis we were drinking it for twelve hours. If we'd had not mm. small beer, um, they'd have had to wheel us out of there in a in a hearse. Probably. Yes, we would have had um, not Sunday. <laughs> And, I mean, obviously, Flossie was on the hard stuff. We were all on the light liquor. Flossie was on the five and a half percent peanut what? butter, peanut butter flavored stuff. I only had a half of that right at the end oh, of the are, night. There are people who swear that yeah, you half a barrel. Yeah, <laughs> half a pint. The rest half, of the time, half... I was drinking fruit juice. Oh right, okay, no, we'll I don't mean cider, just fruit no. juice. But I'll it, tell it you was, what, the um, rhubarb cider was really nice too. The rhubarb cider was good. The peanut, the peanut butter flavored, uh, very topical given last week in this peanut week's news. Peanut butter stout, lovely. Peanut butter stout. Oh my goodness, it it, mm. it was lovely. But no, uh, happy birthday once again to Commander Rampage, and thank you very much for the hospitality. It was nice to see everybody. Uh, we we had the Barkers there and Commander Aiden and yeah, Litho and the dead meat. He was allowed out for the day. Uh, Alvin was there. Uh, Alvin uh, and uh, and his handler Snoz uh, came along as well as as long as as well as uh, a load of uh, Rampage's uh, local friends, but yeah, a good time was had by all. A bit of a warm up act for uh, ECM. 
and talking mm-hmm. of ECM, there are seven weeks now to go. Crikey. Until we all get together um, down in uh, down in Wokingham. I, I'm uh, so, so looking forward to Dave Con. It's going to be awesome. It's not Dave Con. It, it's it's ECM. Um, yeah. I thought you were going to tell us there were seven <laughs> tickets left. Oh, well, there, there, there's about that many left. But we've got we've got a little bit of padding. We we know what we want. We've hit what we want. We've got a little bit more room as well. So we're not we're not pushing it hard because you know there's there's time between now and then. But if anybody does want a ticket, they are still available at uh, the the event website. Uh, bag yourself a place. There are rooms at the hotel. They apparently we've taken up quite a lot of them, but there are some left. But there's also a travel lodge down the road or camping in Riverboats Garden, as one or two are going to be doing. Uh, we, we've had a donation as well for the raffle, a rather splendid donation for the raffle. I believe it's from the Fuel Rats, who are uh, who've donated a one unadulterated, not been open, not been used, three D printer mm. to go into the raffle. Ooh. So thank no, you very much. No, it was the Buckingham Racing Club, wasn't it? Oh, sorry, no, you're absolutely right. It was the Buckingham Racing Club. So I was just rereading my notes. <laughs> the, it was it was Alec Turner and friends, but not Alec Turner. But it was the other Buckingham Racers. That was it. So the the Fuel Rats have got a mug. That's been signed by Antarctic people. Mug. It, yep. it, it is a little concerning, though, that the Buckyballers are uh, providing a 3D printer because one of the most difficult things with that particular model of 3D printer is getting the print speed correct <laughs> so that it actually delivers the right amount of filament as it's moving around and doesn't go too fast and lose resolution and start vibrating and all sorts of nasty it's stuff a very like that. Good, don't dis- we can't disparage and, the printer. It's oh, a it's very fabulous. good printer. But, yeah. but given who's delivering it, good <laughs> luck to anybody setting it up. Oh yeah, yeah, but there are plenty of experts on hand, I'm sure. Uh, but because um, <laughs> yeah. you're the fastest prints this side of these are. Yeah, well, there, there's uh, yeah, there's also one of the mugs, the one of the last remaining mugs that went to the Antarctic, uh, is going to be there as well, and all That's sorts of other goodies. No way to talk about Captain Scott. Yeah, well. Um, so, has anybody got any other news before we um, say to Amelia, have you girded yourself ready for the next bit? I have. Okay, but well, so um, Flossie, have you have you got a name ready? You have got a name ready. Yeah. Who, who's in charge of the drum roll this week? Is it Litho or is it uh, Amelia? That's me. Amelia. Okay. In which case, Amelia, drum roll, please. buttons. This week's mug winner is Hi Joby. Congratulations to Hi Joby or Hi Job or Hi Joby. Exclamation mark! Um, but congratulations, Hi Job, on winning this week's mug. What did they win the mug for? For delivering at least ten mugs and gin during this last seven days. And how and was it tracked? In case you weren't listening to uh, the report earlier, by tracked by uh, the, the hamsters <laughs> radar. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. by the event page on the Hutton Helper. Hydro um, B is one of our regulars as well. You always oh, see them when they, they always make runs out to Hutton quite a lot. Um, like three runs a week looks. at least. Yeah, so, if, so if anybody knows Hydro B or um, sees them in game or wants to send them a friend request in game, get a message to them and say, You've won. But having been told they won, what do they have to do to tell us that it's them so we can send their mug? They have to send email to I took part at huttonorbital.com. Uh, giving details of wh- where to send the mug and also to prove who they are with a, a screenshot of their cockpit showing their commander name. Selfie. Fantastic. 
And they mm. are 22nd in the top commanders list with 639 yeah. deliveries. That's a that good one. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. They're, they're yeah. mugging above and beyond the call of duty. I, I see them Absolutely. online quite a lot. Yeah. Do we have a word what? of the week? We do have a word of the week. And the word of the week this week is deliquescent. Oh, and what does that That's mean? Is that, a, is, that, is that a juvenile deliquescent? No. So deliquescent <laughs> meaning becoming liquid or having a tendency to become liquid. Oh, can you use it in a sentence, please? I certainly can. Sandy Krebis became alarmed when he realised this was one of his more deliquescent farts. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just say it's the state I, I enter when I get too warm. I just turn into a liquid. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Anyway, while we're all in a, a good mood and ready for a chuckle, what do you call a grilled anteater? Reginald. Jeff. Is that barbecued? No, we had we had talked about Jeff. No, it's not barbecued, it's cold, grilled. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Cold, George. No. Oh, no, George is much too nice. George has never been grilled. <laughs> um, it's called a charred bark. You get it? You get it? Unfortunately. Uh, yeah, you do. You do. Yeah, can we send it back? No. Hard <laughs> bark. Hard bark. Hard bark. <laughs> Oh, God. Right. Well, and now, because my finger is hovering over the button. Thank God for that. Well, I've always wanted to do this. It's time for Flossie and the CG News. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie, it's and the community goes. Hello, Flossie here with this week's CG News. There are no CGs to report from last week, and this week we have one new CG. Coca-Cola Limited Mineral Acquisition. A campaign to attract deep space mining pilots has been launched by the federal corporation Coca-Cola Limited. With the federation diverting considerable resources towards sustaining its anti-xeno countermeasures, some systems are looking to alternative options for sustaining stocks of raw materials. Coca-Cola Limited is seeking to take advantage of a strong position in its home system by running a campaign to procure additional resources for the local economy. Spokesperson Paul Dyson had the following to say. I believe that continued support of the Federal Navy's efforts to protect us is an obligation of all stellar factions. It would be in poor taste to complain or seek sympathy for the impact on our business operations while our brave military personnel risk their lives to keep us safe. That said, while the galactic economy continues to function, it falls on us to maintain high incomes to fund the war via taxes and charitable contributions. One could say that maximising proof is its moral duty. Therefore, raw materials are requested to keep off refineries churning out resources. 
Coca-Cola Limited has invited all asteroid miners to bring shipments to Bertrandes, Colton and Prasiodemium to Utley Hub in the Coca-Cola system. The campaign began today slightly earlier than usual due to a leak by Galnet and will run for one week. If the tar- final target is met earlier than planned, the campaign will end immediately. To be eligible for rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before delivering Batrandes, Colton and Prasiodemium to Utley Hub in the Coca-Cola system. Please note that for commodities to count towards your personal contribution total, they must be mined rather than purchased. And that's it for this week's CG News. Marcy told you what to do. Jim. 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 Try it without mute. As we said in the news articles earlier, Commander Wotherspoon has been genonapped, and so sadly can't be here this evening. But we're sure that whatever it was he was going to say was insightful, interesting, informative, and probably other words beginning with an I, possibly even accurate, and of course witty. And even more so on all of those if he'd had Beetlejude reading it for him. But instead of them, I'm afraid we're bringing you the apology officer. Sorry. With this week's results. to the Hutton Helper results. The Hutton Helper results are sponsored by the Hutton Helper, the only third-party resource to come with a motorway map of Russia, for no reason. This week we have the following events. The 1,200 miles in a day cup. The I need one ton of polonium for a tea party tournament. The contract with the Defence Department, Deja Vu Trophy. The visit from the Novichok Fairy. Charity Shield, the only in it for the money, and the explosions, mainly the explosions actually, spectacular, and the private plane to your new cell, I mean home, award. So, fire up the T-74 main battle tank, the Hutton Helper results are, Oplunker 1005 jumped 22,000 light years to come first in distance travelled, Torquay Mouse sold 17,000 tonnes of cargo, Rinswin Kimry sold uh, his top mission runner, sorry, with 334 mission points. Alex Uno sold 444-444-44 credits worth of bounties. Epaphis handed in 1.4 credits, 1.4 billion credits of combat points. Dark Virtual destroyed 654 Thargoids. And Heroar dis- delivered 799 people to their various destinations. So, that means there are decals this week for Oplunker 1005, Turkey Mouse, and Henroir or Herwer. Please email itookpart at huttonorbital.com and arrange to collect your Hutton decal kit, which this week consists of a Hutton decal nested inside the other, another Hutton decal, nested inside another Hutton decal, nested inside another Hutton decal, and so on and so forth. There have been nine hut and runs by five commanders in the last seven days and they are 
The Berk, 1 hour 23 minutes 29 seconds. Hydro B, remember them? Two runs, 1 hour 23 minutes 39 seconds. Steak Typhoon, three runs, the best of which was 1 hour 24 minutes and 0 seconds. Steve King, another, another regular, two runs, and they did 1 hour 24 minutes 13 seconds. And Turkey Mouse, 1 hour 24 minutes 53 seconds. Now, there is a whole galaxy of stuff out there needing manipulated, desalinated, chuggled, mitigated, exploded, launched, verified, motivated, evacuated, unfriended, dejected, manhandled or womanhandled, deliquesced and then smeared, deflected, emphasised, apostrophised, lasered in the face, snuffled, flip-flop, mistranslated to and from Spanish, broth, chilled, mugged, Ginned, wrapped up with a pretty bow, ship shot, rescued, stewed in their own juices, battered and deep fried, dead dropped, painted and rolled down a hill, destroyed, bought, phoned in, squeezed, inflated, patched, liquidated, evaporated, smelled, licked, discombobulated, then recombobulated, headbutted, eviscerated, compressed, enveloped, fermented, strained, murderized with an S, interbanged, upcycled, violently downcycled, disallowed, then reallowed after consulting VAR. Loved, adored, cherished, and probinated, and you can earn yourself a very fetching hut and decal for doing it. To get involved, you just have to go to hot.forthemug.com, that one is a website, and download or sign up for the spectacular Hut and Helper, now available in three formidable formats. Let's face it, anything has to be better than getting close to your destination and then having to turn back. Anyway, that's it for this week. Back to Studio 5. Almost. <laughs> that was that was very seamless. Very very seamless. Thank you for that, Mia. Yeah. I haven't, haven't cut you off yet, have I? <laughs> Did I cut her off? No, no. I thought it was beauty, but I wasn't. So I was just sitting here in silence, just going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nodding. Shit, no. For the, yeah. those of you watching, was, yeah. your, your little picture nodded at the top of the screen yes. there, a tiny bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's for those of you with subtitles, I was nodding. So we got a green room next, eh? We do, yes. So um, it, it looks like we've got a couple of people, uh, rather than going up to the green room, I think because we need the ventilation as well, we're going to open the door and um, drag them into here. Um, if I if I grab the Volcarius by the Watsits, and um, here we go, and there would be the Volcarius. No. There they go. Um, we, we do have the representative from Iniv. Uh, we, we do, have, do we have the magic um, who's going to ask who what? Uh, just typing you up now. Oh, there we go. Uh, and we've also oh. got Commander Kesnik, who's currently on mute, but I'm sure when we get to them, it's 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 going to do the thing. So we'll just wait for a second for the magic order. Dun, 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 the magic dun, thingy. Volcarius is magic thingy. Yes. <laughs> Volcarius is a magic thingy. If not, we'll just all talk to Volcarius. That's the easy yeah. way. You can just read them out to his lap. Who are we talking to next, Volcarius? No, Litho's broken it. Yay! Well done, Litho. I'd completely forgotten it was green room, so I'm typing the whole lot from scratch. Oh, right. Okay, no, no, we'll make it up as we go along, shall we? 
Make well, if, it up as they go along. Be a few more seconds. A few more seconds. Talk amongst ourselves. So, Amelia. Yes. So the first one's going pretty seamlessly. Now, if it's anything like my my first one, which went really well, and Litho's first one, which went brilliantly, and Josh's first one went went really well, he said, "What is going to come to shit from next the second, one?" The second bite of the cherry is where you go, "OMG!" Because <laughs> <laughs> you know your computer will catch fire, trucks will crash into the building. I mean, be, you know, technically, fighter yeah. jets going overhead. This is not just my first Hutton stream. This is my first ever stream. Well, for somebody who's never streamed before, I think a round of applause from the chat channel as well, because <laughs> it, it is definitely no more seamless than, than any show we've ever done. I mean, more seamy. Seamless. If, there we go, yeah. seamless. Seamless. Yeah. Um, right. Oh, we've got we've got a list now. So the first one... We have a list. Uh, we have a list. Flossy so, to Volcarius. You've got to interrogate the Volcarius, and we're going to assume the Volcarius's mic is vaguely oh, right. Oh, Aiden's Hello. turned up. Oh, there's Commander Raider as well. Oh, we're going to have to change it now. I've got list up now. I'll generate a new one on the end. <laughs> carry on through and I'll put a new one on the end. Right. So, Volcarius, how are you Good doing? evening. Good evening. Oh, hello. Yeah, good evening, Captain Orbital, in fact. <laughs> Hi, uh, yeah. oh, By the yeah. way, hello, to, Amelia. to answer your... Because uh, you wanted Interstellar Initiative, didn't you? I'm so I, sorry. I, I, always, I, I always want Interstellar Initiative. I, I don't have that one yet. They don't exist anymore. That's why. No, but the, the song, song the, the song lives the song on, lives, and yeah. the, the song li the song is your bed music, Flossy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we still have it somewhere on file, don't we? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh. It's on. It's on the. It's on the drive. Hang on a second. Let, let me. Uh, I'm just. I'm just going to see whether. Uh, just for Volcarius, I, I might have a, a copy lurking around. Hang on a second. I'll go click on that. I'm sure it's in there. We never uh, throw anything every year, man. <clears throat> Well, while, while I'm looking for well, that, why we, don't we, we do, you, but you... we well, never hit escape velocity. I was going to say, a bit of a strange time yeah. to play the whole thing, but it's your show, and I'm not complaining. So. <laughs> right, so... I'm sure it's here somewhere, you know. Oh, H. come on, you. Uh, I'll say I've got to push this button to make the sound come out. I'd just like then... to point out at this point that this is not me doing this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm this not in the wrong. <laughs> Oh no, it's complaining, it's complaining, it says you've got okay, to leave. Let's, let's bypass that when and move on. Oh, is that coming hey, out? Yes. There it is. in trouble, bug infestations in the bubble. Your this is the short version, by the way. <laughs> so finally. It is a good song. This is just for Volcarius. Let Flossie tell you all it is, then you can get it. You should listen to Flossie's there you go, Volcarius. You've now got to listen to what Flossie says. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much, 21. <clears throat> so, anyway, how have you been? Yeah, uh, really well. I, I've been um, writing a few background upgrades to Intra um, to help us out a bit with the Thargoid War. And right. um, that kind of ties in a bit with. Um, oh, I'll get to that. Oh, by the way, really, really easy hint for how any old fools like us can tell how many systems. Like if you just want to know the total. Mm -hmm. um, so you know the galaxy map. 
Yes, I, I think yeah, I, I think I know it. <laughs> oh, Beatrice is listening. So, in the mess of icons <laughs> on the left, uh-huh. there's one called Fargoid War Info. Yes, and I've seen it. Yeah, and there are loaded things in there called numbers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so if you open that and you take a really useful thing called a screenshot, <laughs> then, <laughs> then if you look at those numbers from like... Oh, I, I foresee a death match in CQC between <laughs> you, you, and, <laughs> you, you and the Atrus 5060 sometime soon. In fact, we might have to broadcast that. Have you, actually, have you actually heard the Atrus 5060? Does he sound like the kind of guy who's going to start taking screenshots and reading numbers? <laughs> yeah, I don't think we not. should do it no. in CQC. He's I, a living guy. I, 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 I think we should do <laughs> it in <laughs> MMA. Well, it, it, he might be. He might be. Good evening, truckers. Atrus here with a new You're going to get a terrible shock when you meet Atrus 5060 <laughs> at ECM. Are you coming to ECM? I did get a ticket. Um, I you did get a ticket. Well, well I, I, did, I yes. believe Atrus might be there. I, I, I'd have to double double check. But if Atrus so, is, you're going to get a heck of a shock. That's so he has say. to do the voice for the whole weekend. I was going to say just yeah. just a, an observation, but I think Volcaria should come and do Atrus fifty sixty. Actually, punishment duty for Volcaria. He's got to do an Atrus show. Yeah. You see, do Atrus fifty sixty. You mean now, now? Do you mean as in two men? Right, right. Sorry, Flossie, you're in charge of this. Yeah, we're, 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 <laughs> so back to you, Flossie. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, right, yes. Yeah, so where, 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 where was I? Yeah, so you... <laughs> yes, yeah, so if you take some of those, right, then yeah. if you get from the ones from, you get one week to the next, mm-hmm. you can add up the alerts yeah, and the invasion <laughs> and the control systems from uh-huh. last week. Right. So that's wherever the Fargoids were doing something last week. Mm-hmm. Then you can add up just the invasion and the control systems this week so not the new alerts just invasion nice. and control yeah so in theory those should be the same if we don't do anything mm-hmm. because whatever was in alert will have gone to invasion or control right and whatever was invasion might go to control um, yes. but in practice they aren't the same because mm-hmm. whatever was the difference that's how many systems we won <laughs> like oh very good that's all you So what do. started off right. as being a simple screenshot has now become two different sets of maths and <laughs> keeping records from the previous week. Yes. Oh, it, boy. It, oh, it sounds like fun. <laughs> it, it, it's simple as a stock uh, sideline. You've got, yeah. you got a flowchart and everything, haven't you? Well, actually, see, I was about to say uh, thanks to Ian Doncaster for something else, but Ian Doncaster does literally have a flowchart in, yeah. in the very same thread. I knew it. <laughs> yeah um, so, uh, as you found out yeah we, we're doing really well like you can uh, imagine like a like a really big well which runs mm-hmm. way into the ground and never runs out of the water like that's how well we're doing um, oh. so the and, well, um, do, do you think it's about time that then all of a sudden you know um, something tough is going to land on us do you, do you think Thargoids are planning a new challenge then um, oh God, that's, that's probably one for Ian. You need to go on Lave Radio. Is it Lave Radio? Yeah, you need to go on that and ask him there. I think you find uh, it's pronounced Lavi. Oh, yeah, yeah Lavi Radio. But yeah, so uh, thanks to Ian Doncaster with the with the normal nose report. Um, that's uh, so cool because somebody took the name Eagle Eye apparently. Um, so on that mm. peristeronic homing pigeon form of communication known as the Frontier Forum. Um, but thanks to that, we got basically 16 free systems, uh, which uh, Atrus didn't mm. see it earlier, but those um, those 16 stopped attacks, 
12 of those were us, and you can thank Stella Nebula Project for the other four. Nice. Um, and also thanks to um, Commander Euterbio again, because um, a few weeks ago uh, reported that probinating the Thargoid scouts works just as well as probinating the interceptors, uh, which really sped things up for oh. us. Oh, the, the scouts been the little ones that look like old school Thargoids? Yeah, yeah, the, the the little annoying ones. I have to turn down. They're quite annoying. I have to turn the sound down because um, the, the the scouts are a little bit sibilant, I would say, and <laughs> they're they're also more rambunctious than interceptors. Oh, mm. Although, Rather? yeah, <laughs> although he's definitely been listening into the word of the weeks yes. for a while. Then he's, he's got them all written down in front of him. I have, but I've forgotten them off at random. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at, at least one of them usually stays within probination range, though. Um, unlike the interceptor, so that helps quite a bit. Um, oh, but yeah, well. the point is, um, any given that you just need to do scouts, I think anyone can do this if you if you unlock the caustic sink, because um, once you've got one of those, um, that will keep the caustic missile damage off your hull, mm. and it'll convert it into a, a more deliquescent form, which you can guard you know, at the <laughs> press of a button. So, 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 so basically, the the invading force that we're approaching on the motorways <laughs> to the bubble. Um, have have um, stalled and then turned back and been flown to a nearby nebula, you know, witch head or something, a, a bit like certain bits of news from the real world. Hmm. The, the invasion that wasn't. Speaking of witch head, I, di I didn't go out to the witch head, but I remember like a couple of weeks ago on the um, with the Hackswing said you were actually going to, doing a little expedition there. I think they did, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, because the, apparently the invasions were stopped. <laughs> like, we just saw them disappear from the map. Um, I don't Whoa. know if... Um, um, did, um, did the engineer, um, did Chloe Sidesi come back? We don't know yet, actually. Was the... Um... Not that I'm you can't get it. Not that you can't just use Palin for every, all the same stuff. But... Well, yeah, because she was uh, his apprentice, wasn't she? Uh, I'm just trying to see whether uh, anything. No, 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 no. Uh, no news about Chloe Sedesi yet. Yeah, okay. It doesn't mean yeah. doesn't mean that she's not back. It's just that nobody's spotted it if she is. Yeah. So I, I kind of thought. I think to answer your question, I think if the Thargoids are have like some intelligence, they probably think one of the big reasons that we can't kill these all, all human ships is that they keep getting engineered so let's go and invade Farseer Inc that would be controversial <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, I don't know you can still get your frameshift drive done at, um, uh, at Martuk yeah well no yeah. you can go to El Elvira Martuk so. well she doesn't go as high there does she or does she these days no, she yeah um, it's five, uh, five for each um, so so um, Felicity Farsier does a more decent selection of other stuff as well. And like, there's a bit of shield booster engine. Um, yeah, it's like a starter ship. Yeah, it, it gets you. Yeah, it pretty much gets you like beyond what Felicity Farsier can provide. You're min maxing at that point, basically. So. Oh, um, but yeah, good. I, I reckon, um, uh, I'm pretty sure there are, there, there, there are clearly some random attacks on Thargoid control systems just by single commanders now. You just, all you need to do is you just, once you've, you've got a ship with some corrosive cargo and some research limpets, you just drop in a control system just by the star, wait for some interceptor to show up, like in the frameshift anomaly, 
then just boost away. Just put the signal behind you. Just boost away from it. Wait for the signal to disappear. Boost a bit further. Then what you'd what you'd end up doing is you you leave the interceptor just to fruits around way in the distance. Then the scouts come and they just you just get the scouts attacking you, not the interceptor. And you can program program probinate them instead. Well, there you go. Yeah, so that way it's definitely no longer a velleity for one commander to win back an empty system or two, and isn't it really isn't a crazier to give it a go. <laughs> so, I love how you remember words. all these words. <laughs> yes, he's I got a list. It's, uh, well, it's uh, called uh, writing. So, uh, <laughs> no, I, wow. actually, I'm Tharg is getting. I would say this. This. I would say this time this month he got liquidated. Interrobanged, um, disallowed. With an S, you, get, you get murderized with an S. Uh, that was well. He got murderized with an S and a Z last time. Yeah, um, but he did get violently downcycled this time. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, good stuff. <laughs> and right. the results were subject to VAR. Yes. Yes. Or in if VAR. <laughs> yeah. That's a, hmm. Maybe we could call. I could. I've got a new. I, okay. I've got a new name for our like the mission log. In evictions, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. no fault in evictions, of course. No, no fault in evictions. They're banned um, these it... days. No, no fault in evictions. No fault evictions are now banned. You see, so we have to apportion apportion fault and blame. Section twenty-one. Yep. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I'm a bit slow. I, yeah, <laughs> no, not at all. I was just tying tying the conversation up in knots. <laughs> ah, um, but it's I think a skill. they seem they seem to use well, they seem to use meters per second nowadays. I got that. Okay. <laughs> I was going to go with a beds joke, but uh, there you go. That one, that one went over my head, and then it's just boomeranged back into the back of my head, and I'm going, "Oh, yeah, I get it now." Yeah, yes. Oh, oh for mine. That took that took me a while. Yes, knots. Beds. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you all for the show. Hail the Empress and for the mug. For the mug. Thank you. And now Command. it's time for the apology officer to interrogate the Kesnik. I would have been doing it now if you hadn't no. told me. Commander Kesnik, are you there? Hello. Hello. What the devil's going on with you, sir? Uh, same old, same old, really. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I assume you want me to tell you then. <laughs> Get over to help. No, I'm just hanging around the galactic coast still, like I have been for the past few months, like some sort of space hobo. Can you hear? Can you hear black holes shagging? Yeah, there, there was a actually there was a rumbling noise. I thought it was my stomach, but it's apparently it's not. It's Sagittarius. No, it's, well, it could still it could still be your stomach, but it's a. Uh, yeah, it's gravitational waves, I believe. Well, it, it could be. I mean, it's been yeah. a while since someone's thrown me a cold coffee or half a sandwich while I've been yeah. out here. So, are you on the uh, you on the three D printed hot dogs then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Whoa, nice. <laughs> What's it Street made out of? food. Protein, good protein. <laughs> yeah, it's all fun and games to your three D printer gives up, and then you're just eating it out of the packet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's all I'm doing, and just looking at plants and trying to make all the big books so that I can go back home and buy a new cardboard box for the, for the under the underpass. I, I can't even say that. 
for under the underpants. For your underpants. For under the underpants. A cardboard box for under his underpants. <laughs> what do you mean under the under? A new cardboard box for under the underpants needs explanation. Cardboard box. I've been homeless. Oh, I'm homeless, and I'm upgrading to a cardboard box. Oh, nice. And your address will be number forty-four Cardboard Street. Yeah, and if if I make lots of money, I might even equip it with some extra modules like a um, burning barrel. Mm. A shopping trolley? A shopping trolley, yes. Full oh, of random oh, coats. Can I have a dog on a piece of string? Yeah, dog on a piece of string. Uh, you need two pieces of string because one for the dog and one for a belt. Yeah. 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 Nice. And, it, and if I really, really make it, I can afford a bottle in a brown paper bag. Don't talk crazy. I know. The dream. Yes, it's just living the now. Living the now. Yeah. If you're doing really well, you'd be able to put some liquid in the bottle. Yeah. The mo- oh, well, no. Well, allegedly, <laughs> I, can, I can drink my own urine. <laughs> yeah, 94% of it. Yeah. It's probably it. 94% <laughs> proof, in all honesty. As long as NASA recycles it. Yeah, a couple of spoonfuls of cremola foam in there. But lid on, give it a shake, it'll be nice as you like. Beautiful. Mm. It'll be like Evian. Yeah. <laughs> Sparkling. <clears throat> Good oh, head on dear. it. Right, on, uh, With a hint on... of cabbage. <laughs> oh! Right, on that... Yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll, on that bombshell, I think on I better just say... Uh, I think you better For the move. mug. <laughs> for the mug! Thank you. Oh, oh, before I go quickly, yeah, uh, yes. can I just say very well done to Amelia for the button pushing? No, you can't. Oh. <laughs> I'll retract it then. Yeah, well, the sentiment is there. Thank you. You're welcome. So, Amelia. Hi. Have you calmed down yet? No. When still, do I ever calm down? Is the uh, the adrenaline still rushing around, is it? The nerves, the butterflies are trying to get this out. Is, this is where we actually check whether the record button's working. <laughs> no, we're recording, we're streaming, everything is, well, hope, hopefully. I hope I hope I we're recording, I really hope we're streaming. I don't remember from the pre-show lots of mention of, press record, don't forget, record. Um, well, I hope we're recording. That, that's because she's using a super high quality set of button configurations that do it all for you. Ah, oh, yes. The one, Sean, don't. the one Sean did. No, the one I did. <laughs> don't trust Sean's. <laughs> Thank you. Button? Sh- Sean's pushes the buttons for you as well, and that's just too scary. So how much of this week have you sort of spent uh, gearing up for this moment? Uh, the past three, four weeks. <laughs> I, no, I don't mean gearing up as in... Buying a stream deck. I mean, no learning. Learning, learning how to do the buttons has been about three, four weeks of me and and Jim uh, on Discord uh, discussing things and working things out, and uh, Jim explaining stuff to me and me not understanding and having to get him to explain it again. Um. Hmm. So and it, and it culminates right here, right now, this very moment, and. I haven't messed it up yet. At least I don't think I have. Not, not that we've noticed, and not that the chat's noticed. It's been pretty much um... seamless, seamless. Yes, but I mean, um... you are about to listen to Amelia Hall. <laughs> she tries all yeah. the galaxy's most dangerous rare <laughs> items. We, we so didn't you don't have to. We didn't have a galnet. We didn't have a rares. 
you know, so that that was fun. But was we do that have a green deliberate. Room. Was that intentional? Well, the the rares definitely, um, because it was my first time putting bushing buttons, bushings, bushings, bushing, bushing buttons. Yeah, bushing. Bushing. bushings. See, it's not the buttons that's the problem. It's my mouth. It's... <laughs> I think I've identified the problem. How much have you had to drink? Because it's clearly not enough yet. <laughs> not enough yet. Um, but yeah, I mean... Um, and and was anything about it... Were you surprised by anything in this whole process? Or yes. What, what, what was the... Okay, what was that? It's so technical. And it, it, it it's when you get into the nuances of the button pushing, like uh, programming the Stream Deck... Um, it's like one button does something like 80-odd actions. Um, if you've set it all up right. Yes, and that's where things can go wrong. <laughs> because that's why we've spent the past four weeks trying to set up all the buttons on my stream deck. Um, but thankfully, so far, so good. You know, I mean, we still have a bit of show left, but, you know. Well, you, you have to pick something to add in next time you do it. So we've done this one. So we, which segment are we going to add in for the next one? Add, add the add the layers back in. You know, it's probably going to be a rares next time. Well, do I was going to reckon. Say, oh, definitely. If you, if you add a galnet, because we obviously didn't play any audio, or video, any pre-record, did we? Apart from jing, uh, so the jingle stuff. So a large piece of, or even um, doing the the URL links, maybe. Well, I uh, I did put one picture in for the banter um yeah. i mean i put all the pictures in for the the news but i mean with the banter but, uh, we didn't have any pictures so i found a hmm. picture of a banana so you have a banana for scale but with the web browser teeny tiny. the web browser thingy <laughs> yeah the, the browser source is quite a quite a nice one when you get it because as we're talking you can sort of flip up things on screen like a flip chart of and yeah. here's the website that you know space news that chicks is talking about see that's advanced i am not there yet well we'll, we'll get there Hopefully, mm. but I mean, yeah, and, it's it's fun. I highly recommend doing it. And what has made of the past few? <laughs> she's been having and a laugh. Are square. <laughs> she's been joking with. Actually, she's been joining in on on our conversations when I've been learning stuff and and uh, you know, uh, cracking jokes and things and laughing profusely at my inadequacies with the button pushing. Well, it's when you hit that final button and you get the end of it, and then you do the, the the raid on the next channel at the end of the show. It you do get that very satisfied, thank God for that feeling at the end of it. You do get the, uh, yeah. And then you stay up all half the night uploading it to this and reconfiguring it and remuxing it to this and doing it and sending ah, it there. And I don't know how to do that yet. So. Oh well, well you now, you, now that you've got some stuff to work, you've with, got we'll show till, you after the show. Yeah. yeah, you've got till six a.m. to learn. Right. So why six a.m. But all right, 7am. That's, and... that's when people start complaining that the podcast's not available. For them uh, the where's the show? I missed it last night. I wasn't live. Why weren't you live? If you yes. are listening to this on YouTube, why were you not here in the green room chatting to us? That's, the, that's what I want to know. I can't get the show on my AM radio. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's great fun. And, um, and, it's, and it's great prep as well because i'm going to be streaming eventually myself mm. on um, your own channel I yeah on my own channel one. i can't um, play odyssey on my commodore 64 <laughs> <laughs> so so this is this is a great learning experience and and it's so much fun i love it, it it's always 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 nice to learn a new thing isn't it yeah new things are cool well mostly mostly yeah it's what we need at this time of year cool 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 is good yes 
But I mean, yeah, aside from the past four weeks of learning how to do this and it's yeah, not not been it's been pretty uneventful. You got any fingernails left? Uh no. No, but then, you know, if I did grow my fingernails my wife would probably complain. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Yeah. <laughs> For the mug, shall we? Yes. For the mug. <laughs> right. Mr. 21, how have you been, sir? Yeah, not not bad, not bad. Obviously, in, enjoyed the trip to Halifax and then um, then landed and, and got very heavily involved in exobiology. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the programming for the, uh, the, the, the DLC for... Oh, um, yeah which is nearing, very, very nearing completion. We, we've entered the final stage of alpha acceptance testing. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we decided oh, yesterday morning, or was it was it the afternoon before, to add a new feature at the last minute. A bit of scope creep went on while I was waiting for a few bits to be done. And decided, well, you know, the we've got Vega, you know, Brent, um, Brent Spiner and um, Anna, who does the Callisto pack, sort of talking about, you need to go at least 150 metres to get your next sample. And I thought, well, how hard can that be i mean just just get it to tell you when you reached 150 meters so i had a quick think about it and thought well you're traveling over a sphere of an indeterminate radius and we've got latitude and longitude and something in the back of my mind and a bit of a chat with lcu reminded me the have a sign formula which allows you give, yeah. given um a pair of uh, sets of latitude and longitude to work out how far along the sphere you've traveled uh, at mm-hmm. any point in time so program that all up and it now very handily when you've walked far enough from uh sample one to sample two or the right region for it it says you're now far enough so it, it what well, not the voice but it puts a little message on the va screen at the moment. we've got to get some audio sorted for that but it now actually tells you when you travel far enough and of course the first thing our alpha testers said to me is okay clever clogs but when you take the second sample it needs to tell you when you're far enough away from both mm-hmm. i was just wondering that yeah, so at the moment it tells you when you're far enough away from the previous sample, but if you walk back towards the original one, it says you're now far enough, which is not entirely true. Probably won't make the the, the double check into the first release. Um, but um, sooner or later, but it, it, it's a, it's been a fairly complex thing because um, the, the the way it works is when when you get the exobiology pack, you you get these new audio recordings from from Brent and from Anna, and also from Astra, and so some of them recorded some and not others. So Astra's got everything. Uh, Callisto's got everything except uh, bacteria at the moment because I'm an idiot, and we accidentally skipped a page in Studio. Um, just, just, and just call then, it antibiotics. Yeah, and then Brent's only got the genus but not the species because we wouldn't want to inflict that much on him. So what we had to work out is that, so so when when you've got them in your suit with you of course they can give you the right answers but what about things they don't know about how's that going to work so we said well okay well they need to call call the ship call your database to, to radio your ship to get the rest of the information otherwise it sort of breaks the you, know, you can't have two vo- two jarvises in your suit that that's wrong so we, we had yeah. to get all the audio together so that when he doesn't know about something he then calls the ship and then the ship database that answers you back from one of the other voices that you do have <laughs> so he can actually call the ship as a knowledge base for information um and of course if you find things that we don't know about yet it's got to cater for that just in case there's some exobiology that's not been discovered yet we think it mm-hmm. has some of the color variations i think are yet to be found but um so it, it's got to handle that soundscape in your in your suit you know you've got one voice with you how is it going to get the information from the other so we've, we've had to sort that bit out and of course let you customize it you might want vega and 
Callisto to talk or Vega and Astra or you get the idea. You can mix and match a bit. Yeah. So who is it going to be calling? We then had to cater for all the voices who haven't recorded the exobiology. So, you know, Midnight and uh, Vasco, um, a bit of yeah. Brian Blessed, Tom Baker. So what do they do? They're walking around with you in your suit and you scan something. Well, they actually have to. So we've had to find the audio for them to call the ship, the right, the right words so that yeah. they can give you the details back. Um, and yeah, we, we found a, a bug in the journal, a bug feature, whichever. So that when if, if you look in your journal when you're scanning things, when you when you first scan something, you get what's known as a log entry, which tells you what the what the genus and species are that you've just scanned. And the second time you sample it, you get a sample entry, which is much the same thing. And the third mm -hmm. time you scan, you get a sample entry and an analyze entry. Well, hey. Which, of course, would mean it was treating it like playing both sounds. Um, you get a bit of an overlap where it plays them concurrently. Yeah. Um, so which never sounds good. Which, which never sounds good. So it, it has to learn what stage of the scan you're at and then sack off the second sample and only do the analyze response, which is the species response. So we had to program all of that in. Um, but then what happens if you uh, log out the game when you've done two samples, you log in and you're doing your third one? Is it still going to work or break? Mm -hmm. or what happens if you swap commanders in the middle of doing scans, those kind of things. So there's a lot of um, fault testing has gone on with the beta team to try and work out basically how can commanders mess up exobiology. I mean, not everybody goes, scans all three. They might scan one and go, oh, actually, that's worth no money and go do the next one. So it's got to recover from those nicely. So it's, yeah. it's been a lot of um, refinement. The audio's there. It was sounding great, but we had to do a lot of refinement on the exobiology pack. Um, yeah. And yeah, you, you can now customize it. And if you get bored of hearing about, um, you know, uh, Campestris or a, a bit of um, you know, the, the Concha Labiata and you don't want to hear them anymore, you can turn off certain certain um, uh, sounds as well. So mm -hmm. if you, you don't want to hear the scan two, you turn it off. Um, so yeah, scan one, it tells you what it is, the name of it and the distance. Scan two, it gives you the genus. Scan three, it gives you the full species detail, which we felt was an appropriate way of doing it, given what loads into your journal, if you were to look at it ever in the game, you know, your REM codex. Yeah. Um, and it's important to say, obviously, all the information that it's providing is stuff that you could find actually by looking around in your in your suit computer or in your ship by looking at the codex what it does it just gives you in the audioscape while you're walking to the next one it's telling you all about this species so it, so it fills reads in all that about gap. it so you don't have to yeah it, it, yeah exactly it fills in the gap for you while you're walking to the next one it works if you hop into your srv and it works if you hop into your ship and getting that right was important um so so yeah it, it's been a, a complex week of refining exobiology to make it a bit more interesting when you're out there doing the doing the scanning and the hopping and the the bits yeah, um, discovering all the additional states it could be in and all of the yeah. ways that people try and and break fringe states already yeah already looking at uh, upgrades for it to do with the the colors and whether they're based on star class or materials that's not going in phase one but we're looking about whether it can tell you information as to why it's a lime one or why it's a mauve one or whatever the color is you know, what is causing this color is it is it the star class or is it the materials on the planet which we do get oh, nice um in the journal uh it's information mm -hmm. that frontier added for for us and also for the other third-party developers so that we could do this kind of analysis um so we, we yeah. can actually now determine why it is what it is that one but also um based on the the atmosphere whether it's carbon dioxide or whatever what are the likely candidates for the planet you're just scanning as well what what kind of species is it likely to have based on star class material composition um, and of course the atmosphere composition. So we're, we're getting into a bit of science as well with it, working with LCU over at um, Canon Interstellar. So th there's um, an upgrade feature we're looking at 
Um, and then obviously working on um, Ad Astra upgrades as well, getting it to tell you whether you've got enough materials for whatever it is upgrade you want, you know, mm -hmm. multi-cannon ammo and that kind of thing. And that's a summer project to upgrade Ad Astra as well. So, that yeah, it's, like it's, been, it's, been, it's, it's been heavy on the Elite, but most of it's been testing, not really playing or joining in. But you know what I mean? It, it's yeah. I'm still doing, doing the same loop over and over but, again while doing Exavio. Yeah. Yeah. How many space cubes? What you, what you have to find is you have to find a spot on the planet where there are three species near each other. And you're doing the first scan on the first one. And then you do the first scan on the next one of a different species, um, which, of course, sacks off the Dysonator and throws away mm -hmm. the tin. Um, so you can test all of the first ones in all of the voices, and then you do sort of one and a second scan, and then go. You know what I mean? So it, it it's yeah. uh, an iterative process. Yes, but with I, the maths, yeah. I'd like to see an upgrade to the Dysonator where you can add add a second canister to it, so you could. Now you're making my life difficult. Because <clears throat> then it needs to know which which scan What's of your point? which kind of sample. Yes. <laughs> So, so I, I, yeah. I, I want to see the Roomba version where it goes and gets them for you, or smears its way through the bacteria and dry, drives well, bacteria yes, all too. over the planet, like yeah, like the conversation earlier. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm looking forward to getting that pack. To be honest, it'll actually encourage me to go out and do some more. Um, yeah, it, it's Astrobio. It's, it's it's a it's a it's a funny one because it, unlike the voice control packs, it, it's not designed to help you play the game. It doesn't really add any any features. You know, we already have all the button pushes and everything. This is, uh, you want to, for the want of a better word, pure theatre. You know, it yeah. is just it's a it's it's extra audio when you're doing stuff. So it's augmenting what's in the game as opposed to helping you control it any better. And in fact, yeah, there yeah. aren't any voice commands at the moment. You give we we tried programming in the um, the voice commands. You know, tell me about dot dot dot. Um, and uh, we realized uh, rapidly with with a uh, somebody over in Texas and people with different accents and one guy down in South America that trying to say some of these exobiology uh, names uh, and yeah. recognized accurately was a little bit tricky. Yeah, some of them, you know, tell me about bacteria. Well, that, of course, that's going to work. Yes, but um, you then trying to sort of get to the. Uh, I don't know. Just just looking up the alioida one here, or are the alioida or alioida? You know how how is that pronounced? And uh, you know, Arcus is easy, but Coronamus, Coronamus. You know the, the different pronunciations. It is dependent on the accuracy of the um, your own accent and how well you can train your computer is. And it just proved to be impossible. We we just the recognition was not accurate enough. <clears throat> no, but My, you can. Point, you this can. Engine we'll, is, um... A feature we did add is you can say, "What the heck is that?" And it does the point emote, and if the point emote hits a plant, it will actually tell you about the plant. So you can actually walk oh, nice. up to the plant and go, "What the heck is that?" And it'll tell you. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, we have added future features when you do that to a building. It'll tell you that's that's where your bed is, or you it's can a building. You, you can yeah, or you can point at an NPC and Eli insults them. So we've added hooks in for pointing <laughs> at all sorts of things. That's you know, what like the heck is that? You know, that's a barrel. You know, sarcastic responses. But yes, you, you can yeah. walk up to a plant and say, what the heck is that? And assuming the hitbox, you know, your, your finger actually points at the plant, it will actually tell you what the heck that is. And that, that's oh, really? quite a good feature. It's, it's quite fun. If you get bored of scanning, you can say, what's that? And yeah, it tells you. Nice. So it's been it's been really good fun. I've been flexing, flexing the old grey matter a little bit. Yeah, really good fun and maths. And maths, yes. Luckily, the internet is a great repository for how to do things. And oh, um, yes. 
yeah, even when the answers are wrong, because then you program it all in and realize the answer you were given is completely wrong. And so you have to work out why, and then you might as well have done it properly in the first place. No, it's completely correct within sufficiently large margins of experimental error. Yes. So other than that, you know, that, that, that's been my week. And then tomorrow I'm off to go and play at um, Sandown Park Racecourse. Ooh. As I what do at playing this time there? Uh, I'm, I'm playing Home Building and Renovation Show. Uh-huh. Uh, my, my annual trip there to, to an exhibition, um, which will be good fun. Yeah. Two more to go, and then it's, it's ECM time. Way. Woo! Other than that, for the mug from me. For the mug. Which means it's me to speak to the apology officer. I think you'll find I'm the apology office. The apology <laughs> office. Oh, it's right. the apology office, Luke. Oh, yeah, so it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's just. Well, seeing as I missed it, I'll just sit here and go. For the entire need, time that you're doing need it. That to uh, end, no, so stop now. <laughs> I'm just going to go with a quick for the mug. Oh, okay then. That was the easy. <laughs> bye. Yeah, bye. Then it's me to talk to the breaker. I'm, I'm just amazed at how short the apology officer was. That was very short. Yeah. Was very, very fit? short. <laughs> That's enough for that. Move on. <laughs> how um, are you, Jim? Um, um, uh, um, I'm. Good, I think. Yeah, I've, uh, I've enjoyed uh, training a new button pusher. I've enjoyed we, it too. We now have a, a spare. It's excellent. A button pusher. I can sit back with me, Peter. Yeah, a button pusher. A button, button pusher. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's been so much fun. And thank you so much for taking the time to, you know, tutor me. It's been fun. Well, you can push the buttons, so he doesn't have to. That's true. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So how are you? Um, Have you been I'm up good. to anything uh, besides training me? Have you been into game at all? Uh, no. Uh-huh. Still not. Uh-huh. But I've dusted off the 3D printer and woken it up and um, printed off a few bits and pieces that have been sitting there waiting in the queue for a while. Oh yeah, you showed me I've, that fidget um, thingy. Yeah, I've got a, a broken broadband at the moment, which is why sometimes my voice keeps disappearing for seconds at a time. But um, mm. hopefully BT will be fixing that tomorrow for me. Fingers crossed. They, they've already declared it fixed once, and my ISP went back to them and said, nah, that's not fixed, without mm. me even needing to lift a finger. So that was very nice of them. So yeah, BT are actually getting an engineer to come out rather than just saying, I'll switch it off and on again, and I'll say it's fine, it'll be okay. Mm. So that's all good. And uh, earlier today, I discovered that I will definitely still be here next week. Yes. For the show. Awesome. The week after, not so much. Oh. And after that, uh, more often not than yes, but oh. uh, only for a few months. But I'll be back in time for LaveCon because I've already got the holiday booked for that. Sorry, DaveCon. Oh, DaveCon. I've already got the holiday I was going to say LaveCon. Yeah. Yeah, DaveCon. DaveCon. Dave Dave yeah. Right. I mean, they don't so, have a LaveCon uh, this year, do they? No, they didn't. No. That, that's why What's we're having wrong? a DaveCon. <clears throat> Are they having a virtual LaveCon, do you know? Nope. No um, kind. Are we having no, a virtual... Been, it has been retired. Are we having a virtual ECM? Yep. 
Well, there, there is a concurrent, hopefully, VECM for those people that can't make it. So we're going to invite people, as we did with the virtual one, into um, into the Discord channel and uh, maybe a bit into uh, TeamSpeak and get some online gaming going as well. And hopefully fun. catch up with them off the main screen. If we can get them into chat, into the green room, we can have a, sort of a bit of a chat with them with the room. Uh, little Grey has got some ideas on, on how we can mix and match the, the streaming a little bit. Um, but yeah, we will need hosts, those people who can't make it but are about you're more than welcome to sort of join us remotely and uh, fire up some games whether it's you know cqc or it's uh, a few online multiplayer games as well maybe get into a game with people who are actually at the event too but yes there, there will be a, a mini virtual ecm at the same time for those that can't make it cool yeah. um yeah so, so that's going to be fun um other than that there's not really a lot of news here i've been mm. pushing buttons teaching button pushing and um for the mug. <coughs> for the mug. Right, uh, Flossie. Yes. How the blazes are you? I am <clears> very <throat> well, thank you. How are you? Uh, well, I, I did that bit already. This, this one's about you. So you made it, you, you obviously you did make it back safely from. Uh, I did, yes. yes. Yeah, and uh, escorted by King Hanky of Colonia back to the station. Yes, I was. Yes, he did a very good job of escorting me from the from the hotel to the dude back to the hotel again, and then to the station. And I, I uh, hotel; I, it was a pub. <laughs> well, yeah, a, a, a decent train ride back. There, there it was. It, it was lo lovely to see you. It's lovely to see you too. Yeah. And um, I, unlike you, I end up wearing my um, peanut butter stout. What a wrong oh, time to wear a, no. a white shirt. I was quaffing it so much, I dribbled it all down my chin. And of course, as Stout does, my lovely white shirt is now not white anymore. Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, other than that, have you been taking part in any of the CGs you've been talking about? Yes, I've been doing the mining CG all afternoon. Uh, and are you in the top 10? I was in top 10. <laughs> I think I've dropped down a bit now. Uh, last looks, I was top 25%. But looking at an hour, I'm probably back down to... Top fifty percent now. <laughs> oh. oh well, you'll you'll get back up there. I'll I'll get some more done. I'll probably concentrate on that this week rather than playing any other games. Does it have to be mined, Burton Dyke Frost? Yes, Frosty? it does. Shit. Yes, most definitely. Oh, you can't be sneaky. No. Well, I've got I mean, tons of it on my fleet carrier from Hot Norbital. Uh huh. Thousands of tons. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, that's 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 the guard is just cheating, so they have it disabled. But people still sell stuff there. Well, I was trying without... to work out. I was just looking at the list of Bertrandite, Coltan, and Presidimium. What they what the common thing they're all used for is. Oh, right, no idea. <laughs> mm. um, probably not all the same thing. No, probably not. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, is there anything that's made out of those things? No, I can't really see anything. Uh, I mean, Coltan and Presidimium are, are rare earths. Um, Coltan is used to make tantalum powder, made heat-resistant capacitors. Mm -hmm. um, okay, well, that's a reasonable thing they could need to, to make stuff. Um, Presidimium. What's it used for? That's the question. Uses and properties. Um, High-strength alloy forms of magnesium is used in aircraft engines. 
Oh, and nice. used to make flints for cigarette lighters. Very useful. <laughs> and uh, permanent magnets. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, and what about Bertrandite? So magnets. Um, okay, so these are. I, I can understand why they, they they've picked some sensible things, I suppose. Uh, but what are uses of Bertrandite? There we go. Let's have a look. Um, does it tell me? Ooh, hiccups. Uh, it often occurs as a pseudomorphic replacement of no. beryl. Oh, lucky beryl. I'm trying to find any uses. Um, is it is it giving me any... I, I can't think. No, it's not giving me any uses of Bertrandite. Yeah, there must be a use for it, but... Oh, well, meaning's well, properties and uses. These missions. <laughs> yeah, apparently it's a crystal with a sweet high vibration. Ooh. Uh, no, this is hippies use it to develop your psychic abilities. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, that'd be the wrong kind of use. That's made up nonsense. Probably the far god cultists that need it all then. Uh, no, I can't find any sensible uses. I'm sure it is. Colouring things. No, healing crystals... Oh, apparently it serves. No, it serves technology well. Oh, to do with lasers. There we go. Stuff to do with lasers. Okay, so lasers and magnets and cigarette lighters. That's what we're getting this stuff for. For that. For that CG. There we go. Right. Just in yeah. case you were wondering, Flossie. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, anything else to add this week? No, no, I don't think so. We'll see how was it. Rampage's birthday, as as you know. Um. But nothing else, really. Okay. For the mug So I will say, for the mug. And the penultimate interview is the Apple Boat Commander, Doctor. Oh, you're doing that again. It's the pre-penultimate interview. Is it the penny penultimate? Yeah, pre -pre anyway, checks. Yes. A while, would you? Any particular subject? Um, Elite Dangerous, if you can. Well. Without hesitation, repetition of the other issue. Don't mods. be ridiculous. <laughs> um, and you can't mention mugs. No, that's going to be a short conversation, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's going, as you can see. Um, I, I came across some data this week that I'm going to fiddle around with um, to see if I can forecast. It'll be a very short baseline forecast but um <laughs> hmm you got me thinking earlier when i when i saw the number i was like oh okay because we've assumed or i've assumed rather there's four hundred thousand settlements yes markets so my current estimate Ooh, let me I can't do it that way, so I'm gonna to have to do it this way. Okay, right. Rather than doing maths online, what No, I'm not doing maths online, I'm gonna read you a date. Um because yeah. my current forecast for that finishing is uh late twenty seven. <laughs> <laughs> not not late on the twenty seven. No, no, late two thousand late the the rate we are going if it's 400,000 because obviously the, the one on the on Melbourne is meaningless because it, it it goes up two days every day. So that would be <laughs> round about 
Hang on a second. Is that 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 two and the seven? Are they the first two digits of the year or the last two? Yes. <laughs> they are definitely something like that. Yes. Right. So, yeah. I mean, if if you know, if if everyone could do a little bit, that would help, obviously. But um, uh, whose idea was this again? Shouty. Shouty. Uh. <laughs> well, it was discussed at Lavecon last year, wasn't it? Everybody. It is interesting that everybody who thought it was a good idea hasn't really t- taken part very much. Um, How much have they been drinking? Did you not understand <laughs> well, that? The what? usual amount. Yeah, well, that <laughs> that's, that's a what lot I figured. Then, yeah. yeah. Um, so there is that. But, you know, why are we doing it? Well, because it's there. Well, yeah. Obviously. Mm-hmm. So. In the immortal words of Bamba Gascoigne and Magnus Magnuson and many others, and George we Mallory. started, so we'll finish. <laughs> so we'll finish. <laughs> yes, I mean, lots of that. Um, you heard earlier that Waller 81 has went through 10,000, say, this afternoon. Wow. He did so, 10,000 this afternoon. No. Well, be over in no well he time did his 10,000. That's a hell of a lot to do in an afternoon. afternoon. Yeah. 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 Especially after a big lunch. Hmm. Oh, I had a. Had a tie for lunch. Hmm. Right, stick to the subject. Mm-hmm. Well, I was talking about ten thousand mugs a second ago. Yeah, <laughs> carry on. Um. So yeah, I'm, I'm now I've got this idea about forecasting some more. Not that it, not that it'll make me deliver mugs any faster. Obviously, no, if, obviously. I'm, if I'm bugging around doing something else, I'm not delivering mugs. But it's. Uh, it, that little stat where the number of people who have delivered the minimum number of mugs over a period of time, that's getting mm. shorter and shorter. It, it hovered around 32 for quite a while. Yeah. But today it was 30. It's mm. 10 more every week. So, Which is interesting because if you think we've got 293 people signed up. Yeah. Most of them. Um, in fact, there's a there's a whole swathe of people, if you look down the bottom of the list, who have got done one. One. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds a bit right. A certain <laughs> uh, hairless member of uh, Frontier staff as well. But then again, yeah, I, but they were I, they I, were I, kicking I, it off. That was the first yeah, one, wasn't it? I remember that one, Chuck Handgun. That was uh, Chuck good Handgun. night, man. Good fun. Nice. So now I'm uh, making an I'm making another little. I'm I'm actually making Jim will be interested in this. I'm making an, an official SCE to Orcs plate for my joystick. I've uh, I drew it all up in SketchUp yesterday, so I've just got to. Well, I've got the stain. I've cut the stainless for it. Yeah, once you've coloured that in, it'll be lovely. Coloured in it's it's called Champl- A new word of the week for you, Champlev. 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 Oh. It's the process of making uh, putting enamel. So you you either etch or stamp or otherwise make an indentation into a metal and then you fill it with enamel and then polish it back to the original metal surface all right so it's called champlev so not a not a french chav then uh no look at him he's such a champlev champlev um sounds french i'm not entirely sure it is french it might be italian a belgian yeah well yes i'm doing another one of them and another little project, which is a bit secret. Okay. I wouldn't ask about it then. Sorry. But it's, <laughs> it's along similar lines. Nice. So is that you then? 
Well, it's it's interesting because I'm I'm sat on this planet surface because I'm I'm obviously not flying while I'm talking to you, and in the background I can hear piano music. Oh yeah, yeah, they play piano. I just piano took my music. headphones off to see where the hell's that coming from, and it's yeah, obviously it's, in the game in the background. I think it's supposed to sound lonely and desolate. <laughs> it, uh, does. it does just sound a bit creepy. Yeah. Right. Anyway, I've uh, and other than usual weekly rust busting, I've not been doing much else. Oh, okay then. Did a countersunk eight one-inch holes yesterday, though, which was quite a... Quite what a, you do in your spare time? Yeah, well, proper stuff. Big, big <laughs> dobbin drills. Anyway, for the mug. Right. For the mug. And, and last and up? Last up, our time to talk to Commander Aiden. Are you there, Commander Aiden? Yes, I is here. Who is here? And how you doing, old fruit? Yeah, not bad. You know, trucking along, as the saying goes. Um, yeah. yeah I'm just Keep, keeping the controls pointed towards the destination and all that. Yeah, pretty much. Um, off down to down to your neck of the woods tomorrow, just to catch up with people and. Yeah, um, life continues, really. Absolutely, it does, and um, it was it was lovely to see you at the weekend up at uh, up at Halifax. Yeah, I mean that was a that yeah. was a very good weekend. Very very good weekend. Uh, much uh, cards against uh, what was it? Cards against Muggles or Muggles against yeah. humanity or whatever it was. Mm. That the very rude Harry Potter version of cards mm-hmm. against. Yeah, um, yeah, I turned up late for that one. <laughs> Yeah, right, and then there was the then there was the bad people game where the answer to nearly everything was dead meat. Oh me, yeah. Or Flossie, yeah. Flossie, yeah, a lot of people were crediting you with being a lot worse than expected. But um, and so, how long did your um, train journey back take? It was a bit because you had a few stops, didn't you? You had to go east coast uh, down and. Uh, no. I I changed twice. No, no, I meant him, the one we're, t- him. The, the oh, one we're interviewing. Yeah, sorry. Which was just speaking to me just before. Sorry. Uh, that's that's fine. Yeah, no, I only had uh, one change to do, and you know I got to Preston uh, plenty of time, um, even though my train was was delayed. I think uh, oh, I think man. I saw I, I think I saw you on the platform, Flossie, but oh, right. you, you were uh, <laughs> deep in deep in thought, and so I thought. Oh, I'm not going to bother you. You did, you know. No, you should have done. You should have just shouted "mug" or something across the platform. Yeah, yeah. I, were you on the same train as me then to Preston? Probably, yes. Mine was delayed. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I had about so... eight minutes to get my next one. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I had marginally longer, um, but you know, but to go south, so I had just enough, <clears throat> just enough time to. Go to the the shop on the just at the bottom of the ramp. Nipped in and went. Oh, they're doing classic. They they've got classic magnums. I'll have one of those. Oh, wish I'd known. I, I just basically I went I, on a hot afternoon like that. Yeah, definitely definitely yeah. much needed. Yeah. I just sort of went in and went. I'm feeling. You know, I had a quick look and went. No, not really. Oh, they've got they've got ice creams. I'll have a look. Oh, they've got magnums. Right, I'll have one of those. Um, and that was that was lunch. 
Right, well, well yeah, no, it, 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 it certainly keeps the sugar levels up. And uh, have you found any time at all for uh, flying spaceships or are you on sabbatical at the moment? Uh, I'm on sabbatical at the moment. Um, I may I may pick up uh, pick it up at some point. Um, I might, you know, when I when I get back up back up in range of uh, the control system next week, uh, probably Sunday uh, or maybe Monday, I may just break you know break it out and go go mining and take the uh, take the river take the river horse out to the to a, a mining site and see and just see what's changed. Yeah, chill out, blow some things up. Hey, you can go mining Thargoids. Mm. That's the thing. We still yeah. had, haven't had feedback from Amelia yet on mining Thargoids. We still need to take Amelia out to mine Thargoids. This is true. Can I ask a question? What kind of ship is the River Horse? Uh, well, I've got two ships called hippo, that have, have yeah. River Horse in the name. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> One one is called one is called the Hungry River Horse. Yes. And the is other one's called the Ravenous And the other one is the Ravenous River Horse. The Ravenous River Horse. And are they type nines? Nope. One uh, uh, the, oh. the, hung, the Hungry River Horse is a yes. conda. Okay. And the Ravenous River Horse is a cutter. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> but no proper hungry, hungry hippos. No. No, they're... I suppose you could have a Type 10, which is the, the, the horny river horse. I do have a Type 7, which is called the water horse, for the very same reason that your river horses are called river horses. <clears throat> well, I, I was just thinking, given given the uh, the old the old board game... Yes. Um, and mining, it went. Mm. Yeah, no, that well, works. The reason I'm asking is because my type nine is the the frisky hippo, as you know. Yeah. So I thought I would check in on your your well, water course, horse. Yeah, your, your, your water horse is a kelpie, yes. Well, a, a Scottish lake monster. Uh, officer. No, no, it's a hippo. That's the that's what a hippo means. No, what the water horse? If you're if you're from North Britain, a water horse is a kelpie. No, that's the ones that come and take you away. Yeah, the water horse is a nickname for a Scottish lake monster. No, Kelpie's a Kelpie. <laughs> a water horse, or a river horse, more specifically, is a hippo. No, but a water horse is a Scottish thing. There you go. It's not a Scottish Nobody calls it, it a water is. horse. It's Definitely. a Kelpie. A Kelpie <laughs> is a water horse. What are the two big have, heads called? Have you not seen the movie Water Horse, based in Scotland? No. <laughs> Is it terrible? It's not good. Yeah. Well, it's based in Scotland, so. But you know. It, well, they should have called it. It is meant to be a slang name. Well, there is actually a, a <clears throat> distinction between a water horse and a kelpie, and I'm just just reading about it here. <clears throat> they distinguish uh, the water horse as a denizen of lochs, and the kelpie of turbulent water such as rivers. Yes. So a water horse is definitely from lo only from lochs. Only from lochs. Yep, and obviously it's it's the it's the translation of hippopotamus. Ah, but they they are they are yep. uh, hippocampus. Hippocampus is called the hippocampus because it's shaped like a seahorse. Yep, which is another name for kelpie, which is another name for no, water it's horse. not. 
It is. <laughs> it's not. It it's is. It's never, <laughs> no one in Scotland has ever called a Kelpie anything other than a Kelpie. I love these discussions. Mm. <laughs> it's no, well, yeah. it's all, all about words. I'm sending you the um, reference here. I am, I am advarking you. You're advarking me. It's the safe word. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like calling the, uh, you know, calling my uh, alliance crusader Henry Jones Jr. Nobody <laughs> calls him Henry. <clears throat> That's Indiana. his name. That's what he was christened with. We named the dog Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is that was written by someone in South Britain. All oh, right. Okay. Uh, the one in the pictures, white. The, the Gaelic, the Gaelic word, which I'm not even going to try and pronounce, is literally water horse. Yeah, As if you translate it. Yeah. Oh, go on, try and pronounce it, it please. Go on. Oh, I can't. No. It, 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 is it rude? It's got to be a ch, and uh, I'm going to have to put that pronunciation through um, an IPA uh, reader, but ich. U-I-S-G-E, a water horse. Apparently it's similar to a Kelpie, but far more vicious in this this one. There you go. This one's describing it with, right, the term water horse originally given to the Kelpie. This is not a description of a Kelpie. Kelpie. It has head, neck, and mane of a normal horse, front legs like a horse, webbed feet, and a long two-sided, two-lobed whale-like tail. That's not a Kelpie because the Kelpie tricks you. By getting you to ride on it, and then takes you into the water and drowns you. So it's no, you're not going to fall for that. You're not going to go, oh, look, a lovely big horse, if it's got a whale tail in the back. That well, is. maybe, I mean, it's only going far. I'm looking back here, 1888, William Butler mm. Yeats. Uh, yeah, 1929, uh, mentioned by Walter Gill. So he's definitely in use, just, just maybe. Well, we'll have to investigate Kelpies more. Maybe we'll send Amelia. Yes. They're clearly rare. <laughs> and they're clearly dangerous. <laughs> and in next week's episode of Myths and Legends of the British Isles, with you, yes. the Bargeist. Yeah, with Ditch the yeah. Space News, we're going to have legendary news next. Scuba gear, <laughs> scuba gear and the Kelpie can't touch you. <laughs> so, back back to Aiden. That sounds like a really yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. distracted. <laughs> oh, hey, no, that's, that's, entirely, that's entirely fine. Um, I... I threw I threw the the, uh, the first first uh, homonym. Yeah, you're, you're the you're one the that one started the bar fight. You're the one in the bar who never ends up in the bar fight and sitting in the yeah. corner watching everybody else fight you when started, you just sort of thrown a grenade <laughs> you into the room. Started the whole yeah. thing by telling yeah. us the name of one of your ships. How dare you? Yeah. And they, they always <laughs> well, turn I mean, out to if, be furniture sales. If you want to go it like that, well, you you did ask what I was going to be using to mine. Mm. That that would be a big laser. Well, what kind of a ship? Oh, oh yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm disgusted by your answers, but move on. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> but oh, I'm, Ellen! I, yeah. I'm not going to apologise for my choice of ships. Good, just nope, as well, because no, no. that's my job. I don't want you treading in my toes. Exactly, <laughs> you know, it's trademark infringement. And yeah, a man, a man in my position is, that would be highly uh, inadvisable. Yeah, and highly lucrative for me. Well, yes, that's also the other reason why <laughs> yes, I don't do it. Yes, I mean, it's bad enough having money taken off of you, but you don't want to give it to somebody like me. I'll only waste it. Well, you know, I mean, 
the Barnet formula and all that lot, but that's probably a. Uh, uh... Listen. Is that how much Elton John play, do, pays for his weeks? Nothing to do with wig makers. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Um, anyway. No, yeah. Um, nothing really more from me. Um, for I, think the done, I think you've done enough damage, pal. <laughs> <laughs> for, for the mug. <laughs> damage? What damage? I was see I no damage. I wasn't even supposed to be talking to you, then, was I? <laughs> Just Who? Was a scratch. Who are you? Who? We're all confused Who am I? now. Right. Well, I think if Commander Aiden's exhausted the end of the, the, the mining and the water horses, the river horses, the hungry, hungry hippos, the ravenous hippos and the kelpies. And the frisky hippos. And the crispy hippos. Oh, yes. Frisky. Yeah. What have the Romans <laughs> ever done for us? Aqueduct. <laughs> right. Uh, other, other than that, uh, Commander Aiden, uh, much love to the family. Thank you. Oh, yeah. And uh, we will obviously uh, speak to you uh, over the next few weeks. But uh, you know where you know where we are. Indeed. Yes. Yeah, uh, so avoid that place at all costs. Yes. <laughs> avoid that place. But just in case you need us, you know where we are. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Other than that, okay, it's time for sort of me to hand back to the the button masher extraordinaire. Well, to say, but you are, see, are, you, are you nearly ready? Well, you see, I, I was thinking, yeah, instead of me doing the big for the mug at the end, <clears throat> because it's a green room week and because I'm pushing the buttons, maybe our green room attendees could do a massive for oh, the mug yeah. after the class. Oh, we could do we could do a countdown, three, two, one, and then they say the... Uh, the well, day no, the, yes. uh, three clacks and alarms go off and then, and then our guests... Shout. Why might there it. be a klaxon alarm? Just for those people in the, um, the 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 Twitch chat there. Why in a minute are we going to have a klaxon alarm, Amelia? Because it's probably going to get loud, especially considering there's going to be three of them, hopefully, shouting out. Yep. For the mug. Um, so yes, if you are of a sensitive disposition, if you've got earphones in your ears or ear cans over your ears, and you're afraid of loud noises or you're concerned about your eardrums, you may want just for a second after the klaxon to move them away from your ears in case bad things will happen. Um, other than that, um, we will be back next week, next Thursday. It's entirely up in the air as to who wants to play on the button pushing. Um, it could be one of us, it could be none of us, but, but it, yeah, it's probably going to be somebody. There's only a few buttons left. I mean, what could go wrong now, right? Yeah, we're looking forward to the return of Commander Wotherspoon. Obviously, we'll have to find out what happened to him when he was on his holidays or whatever, whatever <laughs> happened this week. And uh, we, we look forward to some, some rares. Um, other than that, before we do the klaxon, anybody got anything to add? Are you ready, guys? Right. Fire the klaxon. For the mug! For the mug! For the mug!
Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're very sorry, but that's the end of the show. Everyone's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too? Seamless.